are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime. Prime time. It's XL Prime Time, featuring Joe C. Son of a gun. Matt Hayes. His balls are different in person. Mia O'Brien. I don't know what they're doing. And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. My soul brother right there, Big Sirs, MIA, down and out, hopefully feeling better soon. But we've got Mia back, Joe C. Maddie, JJ, we are ready to rock and roll. XL Primetime on a Tuesday, thanks to Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota. They've got deals. They've got good people to work with, and you certainly want that bottom line to meet your expectation. You can do it all with Beaver Chevrolet on Phillips Highway, Beaver Toyota in St. Augustine. We'll be talking about them throughout the show today. Uh, We'll be talking Jaguars throughout the show and free agency, everything that is cooking uh, when it comes to some of the decisions that these teams need to make, that these players need to make, Uh, and it won't be long uh, before that free agency period will be wide open and you Jaguars are going to have to make some decisions, either those that might be brought back, uh, those that may want to go ahead and pursue free agency. We're talking about Evan Ingram and Jawan Taylor primarily. Uh, we will get into all those. Evan Ingram did talk on Sirius XM NFL Radio. You probably heard, if you've been listening this morning, some of it throughout the show or throughout the day. But if you're just tuning into XL Primetime, meaning you're a nooner, we'll give you the thoughts on Evan Ingram and what's happening with him. He wants to come back. That's number one. But before we get there, JJ, could I have a little? Oh. It wasn't that long ago that Jim Bob Cooter walks into our world. He said, Hello, Duval. Here I come. And Cooter and Calford, natural perfect match he comes in visualizes passing game plans puts them on paper calls them down to the field and trevor runs them lights out but now he's gone jim bob's heading out of town calford we're not better off now that jim bob left i'll get over it I don't think you will. I'll get over it. Did you know the third picture that pops up when you search Jim Bob Cooter on Google is a mugshot? I want to know, but then I don't want to know. Well, what pops up? Third third picture is his mugshot. It is a mugshot. From a DUI. Uh, Well... All right, listen, those are... Don't you start getting on JBC At least he didn't hurt anyone. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, those are... June 2006, back when he was coaching at Tennessee. Yeah, and listen, are, things happen in Knoxville, man. Those are days gone by. But, ha- hey... He's Tennessee. He's all over the place. Oh, now. And, and then 2009, charged with aggravated burglary, yeah. climbing into a window and getting See, into a woman's bed. This is what happens. Bed. Why you got to do this? Yeah, just, this is what you happens. You can't let the man just leave on yep. his own. Huh? Well, for what it's worth, you got to burn the bridge behind us. We attack. Leave, man. For what it's worth, we got to. Jack Hope good. you don't start searching my name as after I leave. We got to. Uh, <laughs> we got to give Jim Bob his flowers because, yeah. at the very least, he gave Doug Peterson the heads up. That he was looking, he was interviewing, and he probably was leaving. Um, I can report that that was last week. And so, you know, it was all but assured that unless, for whatever the reason, both the Panthers and the Colts went in a different direction, one of them was going to hire him, and Jim Bob was looking to get back into the OC game. And you can't blame the man. 
I mean, for looking to do what he's, you know, trying to progress oh, in his yeah. career. Everybody's doing that. And, yeah, there's no uh, – the upward mobility uh, from whatever rank you are in coaching uh, is you want to rise to the next. And he had come into this situation, ended up being a good situation. And, look, this is something we talked about. The coaching – the two coordinators up in Philly were purged, hired away – from Nick Sirianni. That hadn't happened since the 90s when a team lost both offense and defensive coordinators. And I was pointing out to you all that I'm pretty happy that this team hadn't been hit. And then now we're cuderless. Uh, but we'll get over it. They'll hire another passing game coordinator, uh, and, and Duval will shine once again because now he's the enemy. Now you can put some, you know, some birdshot in there and you can go get him if you need to. That's what's most fascinating to me is that, and this is, again, kind of following the tea leaves, and I said this on Hacker After Dark last night, um, that Jim Bob was even granted the opportunity to interview, not just with the Baltimore Ravens, mm -hmm. or not the Baltimore, excuse me, not the Baltimore Ravens, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and with the Carolina Panthers, but then also the AFC South rival Indianapolis Colts, whereas, granted, they play in a different division, Press Taylor's interview with the Baltimore Ravens was blocked. Mm -hmm. And so, again, just reading the tea leaves there, you can do with that information what you will. But the, well, the crosstown division thing is, yeah. is fascinating to me. That That is a bit surprising. I mean, Jim Bob's first job in the NFL was with the Colts back in 09 to 2011. Um, but th that one was interesting to me that the Jags allowed for that interview and then for him to walk. And, and I, I guess the main thing here is that it's a promotion, and you're going you're gonna to have a tough time blocking it. You're going to have right. to answer to somebody, whereas if it's OC to OC – which is what we're talking about with press to Baltimore, then you you certainly can block that. You're not unless they give him like Eric Bieniemy as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, he operated uh, where he could go and look, and he gets the assistant head coach title along with the offensive coordinator. So that's a, a great opportunity for him. Right. So press would have had to have seen something like that for them to say, hey, all right, we can't we can't stand in the way of that. But keeping the staff together is huge. Mike McCoy, we had him on our show. We know how important and valuable he is. Uh, to Trevor, uh, basically a sounding board, the immediate interaction those two have on the sidelines, and then the collective. Okay, this collective works. The Gators collective, not so much, but this collective works. Doug Peterson, Press Taylor, Mike McCoy. You you, you had – They literally had four offensive coordinators yeah. and four quarterbacks coaches on Yeah, you really time. did. You had four fours, so you now you got three one. fours. You're all right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can move forward now. Yeah. And so you at least got to keep that part of it going, you know? I mean, all four of those coaches, including Doug Peterson mm – -hmm. All four have coached quarterbacks, been offensive coordinators, called plays. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you can lose one. You're all right. Yeah. You, yeah. Can lose, you can lose the bottom of the four. Not saying he's the worst of the four. I'm just saying in the pecking order, yeah. my guess is he was number four. Yeah, you Thank you to 6843 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, which you can send your flowers to Jim Bob Cooter by hitting us up at 641-1010. James Robert, genitalia to us no more. Back mm -hmm. to Jim Bob Cooter. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, get in on that. Now, we've got a few other things that we got to get to. College football, apparently, they think they need fixing. So we're going to try and help them because the, some of the ideas that they came up with are uh, dumb. Uh, and we got Barrett Salee from CBS Sports. We're going to talk a little bit about that and the fact that he did not have Anthony Richardson in his top ten. We say, well, okay, that's not that big of a deal. We've seen other mocks where Anthony Richardson hasn't been in the top 10. No, no, he didn't have him in the top 10 of his quarterbacks. That is significant. So we'll get with Barrett a little bit later on. But as we stay with the Jaguars right now, let's play one of the pieces of sound from Evan Ingram. 
and a guy that you know we had fun going back and forth trying to figure out what he's saying, what he's not saying on social media. He pops up on Sirius XM uh, NFL Radio and basically is telling you know this bunch here uh, that he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to go Jim Bob on him. He wants to be right here uh, in Duval if all is said and done. Let's play one of those sound bites from Evan Ingram. This is my second time really going through the free agency thing. Um, last year I was definitely more bouncing off the walls, trying to find out everything, trying to get every bit of piece of information and was a little bit stressing myself out. Uh, so this year I'm definitely kicking back, letting everything kind of play out. I have a great team in my corner. Uh, my agent, Mike McCartney, and with Vayner Sports, uh, they're, they're a great group, and I'm really excited for them to get to work for me. And um, the conversations we had are very promising. He has a great relationship with the Jags, so um, hopefully something gets done. And, and uh, I think, you know, it's mutual. We haven't had too many conversations yet, but uh, the interest is there on both sides for me to come back, and obviously I, I would love to come back as well. Um, but like you said, it's a business, um, and I uh, definitely uh, – um, felt like, you know, I, I put a lot of great things on film. I uh, had a lot of great results um, this year, and um, I was a big part of helping my team win. So um, when you do that at, at the at the pass catcher position, um, you have a lot of highlight plays, and, you know, you're doing something special with the football. Um, you know, those guys get taken care of financially-wise. So um, that's something that's been a big goal of mine my entire career, and um, now we're here. And so definitely got a lot of faith in God, too, uh, for him just kind of, you know, take everything and, you know, put it on the way that he wants it for me and, you know, not the way I want it for myself. So I'm really at peace with everything. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, what, what, what will happen is, is supposed to happen. There is some speculation that if they can't get a deal done with you, they'll use the franchise tag. Again, out of your control, all players react to that differently. How would you feel if they did use the franchise tag on you? It's a hypothetical, so um, it could happen. It could not. But, um, you know, if that happens, uh, I think that that will be a placeholder, you know, for, to get something done. Um, I think that's just – uh, kind of just the way I feel about it. And if it does come to that, you know, there'll be conversations had with my team and, 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 we'll, and we'll move forward from there. But um, if that does happen, I'm going to be blessed either way. And we'll figure something out long term that can, you know, both sides will be happy with. He is uh, definitely bought into kind of the, the Peterson Bible of staying positive and, and having a bright outlook. And no matter what, it's going to be where, you know, it's going to fall the way it needs to fall. Very mature sounding, very positive sounding. And, and, and look, whenever you're in these ne- negotiations, he's really not even necessarily in them just yet. Uh, he sounds like he wants to come back, which is great I news it, for, for all I of I think he's been told we're going to get a yeah. deal done. Is what yeah. I think he's been and and the, the fact that he uses the if he were to get tagged, he said it's just a hypothetical, it's a placeholder, meaning they'll just keep working on a deal. Well, simply That's the good fact, news if he's yeah, looking at it like that. Simply the fact that he keeps saying we're going to get a deal done. We're mm-hmm. going to, you know, it's a placeholder. We're going to, like, if he was trying to play the quote unquote game, he would say, like, I know my worth, and I, I understand that, you know, whatever yeah. the market is commanding, I have to be open to that. No, he inserted, this is a, yeah. he inserted a little bit of that, but everything else was positive. That was the, the lip service of, you know, like, I do have to. But but mm-hmm. other than, but it was what, the fourth thing, yeah. the fourth item yeah. that he said. No, that's a guy that is planning on being back in Jacksonville. And uh, I, I had somebody tell me the other day that, you know, he bought the house across the street from one of their family friends mm-hmm. and likes living here, great guy, says hi to all the kids in the neighborhood. So, again, that's not somebody who, to me, He's looking for the best deal on the open market right now. Yeah, it, it's so funny if you you know you put the lie detector test on these guys. You know what do they think? What do they want? What are they you know what are they willing to accept? Would they accept less if their agent reminds them that they could get more out there? You know, I don't know that we'll we'll get the whole truth, but I want to hear Juwan Taylor say some of the same things and see and see what he thinks because you know I think Evan's gone through it. Juwan hasn't, 
and, and Evan did get a one-year deal where he was paid well, and he probably feels like if he gets tagged, it's so, not going to be a, 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 a terrible thing. His, agent, be his agent is Mike McCartney, mm-hmm. who's a great dude. He's Bill McCartney's son, mm-hmm. legendary yeah, Colorado coach. Colorado coach, yeah. It, believe me, he, if he's talking like that, they've told him we're going to get a deal done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the way Mike works. Mike is a good dude. Mike does not like screw around. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they've told him we are going to get a deal done. Just be patient. But, and moreover, as a player, you don't throw your agent out there. Like, my agent's a great agent. He has a great relationship with the Jaguars. Like, you don't throw that around there unless there have been conversations and assurance of, mm-hmm. yes, like, you are a priority for us. And that's where I think this conversation does get so interesting, Josie, because I'm not sure that if you talk to Jawan Taylor, he would say the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. we can have, uh, during the break, we could have JJ go back and pull up the interviews we did with both those players in the immediate aftermath of the loss to the Chiefs in Kansas City. One is crying, saying, please take me back. I want to stay. And the other one was, you know, I think I proved a lot this year, but I still have a lot to prove, and, you know, it'll be curious to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, He does and, have the Jag tag on his thigh, right. though. Yeah, he does. He got the tattoo, but it goes back to what we, we were saying. He has not gone through this, and he wants he to. He wants to go through the process. Yeah, yeah and, of course. And, and Why he wouldn't all, he? He wants to be wined and dined, and, yeah. he, and he wants to see the briefcase. Okay, who wouldn't? Wouldn't you? I was just gonna say, yeah. wouldn't you? Who wouldn't? Listen, okay. I went through free agency a couple yeah. of times in the TV land, and uh, got a nice steak dinner, and got to go to John Calipari's house, and then said, "Sorry, Kentucky, I'm going to Jacksonville." So, yeah. listen, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I don't nothing care. wrong. Well, I don't care who you are, especially when you're talking about that type of payday that they're looking at, and you say, "Hey, I, you take the handcuff off of that briefcase and you slide it over here. Let me take a look at that," because that's what he's looking at. He's looking at in the neighborhood. If he were to sign a deal, we talk about it all the time, something in the neighborhood of 15 and 45 guaranteed. We don't know how exactly how it'll go, but that's what he's looking at. And so I do believe if you said, okay, same question, Juwan, go, he would have a different answer. Yeah, but what's the, the, the question is, what's the easiest way to keep him? Other than, of course, the tag. Right. The easiest way is probably a shorter contract with more upfront money. That's probably going to be the easiest way. Because he wants cash. He wants cash right now. Mm-hmm. That also makes, that also, if you're him, you're thinking, all right, if it's a short deal and it's a lot of cash up front, I can do a third contract in my career. Yeah. And they, the third they, contract yeah. is the big contract. They definitely look at it. And you can go uh, look at a couple of examples, really cross sports. Uh, some of them want that longer term deal. A lot of them want the shorter term deal because they can, because this money is kicking up so and fast. I, and I, that also depends on what Chad wants to do. If he yeah. wants to get, get rid of that, you know, that's a lot of money up front. Yeah. It's guaranteed no matter what. Yeah. So and do you want to do that for a guy who honestly has had one good season? Right. Mm-hmm. And I also think there's some merit to the notion of the salary cap is going to bump up dramatically after the 2023 season going into 2024 with $50 million more allotted yeah, it's, per it's team approximately. So how many guys may say, I'm only going to take X amount in this one-year deal because I know I can really cash in if I stay healthy the next mm-hmm. year versus – saying, well, I got to cash in right now. A guy like Jawan Taylor has to cash in right now. A guy like Arden Key, who I see some of our nooners on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, asking about maybe he turns around and does sign a one-year deal, a guaranteed one-year deal with the option for the next two, well, and then says, let me opt out and then get a bigger deal down the line. Well, back to Jawan real quick, though. He might not mind the tag. With the big boost. There's also that. Okay, when you think about that, and and Cam got tagged twice, then got the big deal, got paid very well. Juwan could go with the tag, get paid as a right tackle, the top five average from you know all those guys, and it would be a you know a, a nice salary, and then he can see that big bump in the salary cap and go get him instead of what might be a three-year forty-five guaranteed. It could be a three-year I don't know, 
60 guarantee, whatever it might be. Just simply meaning that he could get that extra boost with that next go-around. By the way, I'm not giving anyone a five-year deal other than a quarterback. That's number Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Arden Key, who's a a, a situational pass rusher, is not getting any kind of multi-year deal unless it's like a – it you know, might be a two-year, two year, yeah. two-year, nine million, two-year, yeah. ten million. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a situational. He did a very good job this oh, year. Yeah, yeah. But he, he, but the reality is, he's a situational pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every team has him. They're very valuable. It doesn't mean you, you're going to pay him, you know, however forty million over five years. That's no. ridiculous. No, no, they're going to be looking at certain guys that they will prioritize dollar wise, and he will be looking at more than what he took this last time coming in, maybe. But, yeah, it's not going to be this break-the-bank contract. Somebody's going to pay you eight. See you later. Have fun. Congratulations. It's it's not going to be. And they will find those types of guys. Yeah. Comers and goers, you know, that you hope to get as much out of them. And they're they're playing hard because they got another contract. Maybe Chase Long will develop into that, huh? Yeah, who? Maybe Chase Long will develop. Uh, I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt it. Um, Which, speaking of Mr. Chase, um, we did have that floating around as well in our uh, pre-show group chat Mm -hmm. in that the athletic – went through and redrafted the 2020 NFL draft because hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert, needless to say, Caleb on Chase on was not the Jaguars pick uh, at 20th or, overall. Or, or in the top uh, 32. Or was uh, Chris Henderson, C.J. Henderson, yeah. picked by anyone in this redraft. Yeah. That's a hell of a thing when you had two first-round picks, and if you want to go back and regrade it and take a look, and you can look at a handful of different ones that have done it, and if you had two and you don't find either one of them in the first round, that's a problem. That is a big, big problem. That means you did a, you did a Dave job. You know, that's, that, that didn't go well. And then in the next year, you have two first-round picks. And let's be real, the first one was the most obvious draft pick of recent history, mm-hmm. the last 12 years. And then the other one, highly scrutinized because you took a running back who then got injured the first year, even if he goes on to have a Hall of Fame career. You know, did you kind of fall ass backwards into him as well simply because he was the first guy's buddy from college? Well, I think yeah. they fell ass backward into him because he initially wanted Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Yeah, and he was taken by the Giants. And so they easily could have made that, and you could at least, I think, put it in the category of a mistake because yep. he went from one team to another. Now, with Doug Peterson, not Herb, but with Doug Peterson, would Kadarius Tony look a lot, a little, a little bit more like what Andy Reid's making him look Probably, like yeah. right now? yeah. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah, both of them could have gone, both of them could have gone bad. But if you have two guys, ninth and twentieth, in the first round, and they go back and they regrade those bad boys, and they're nowhere to be found, that is an awful, awful draft, awful. And someone was left in charge uh, with the keys to the entire to the bank to make those decisions. Uh, but I will say this. To, little defense to Balky is, and I, I don't know who made the pick. I'm, we're just going to guess Balky, okay? Mm-hmm. Even though Herb said he liked him, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you redraft that draft, ETN's higher than 20, what's 28, right? Yeah, he's, no, he's 25. 25. 25. He's yeah. higher than 25. Yeah. I'll leave that to coach. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Trent. Not That's only that, right. Tyson Campbell's higher than 34, 33, whatever it was. Yeah, he oh, was he's definitely higher than 33. Round. And I'm guessing Walter Walker Little's probably higher than where he was, too. So, yeah, I, I I don't know about that one. Oh, I definitely yeah, know about that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy I'm telling you right now would start for left tackle. 20, 23 teams mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. Easy. So let's bring it back to Jawan Taylor. So is your plan, and I heard, you know, Tony Smith said this on Jaguars today this morning. I know a lot of folks on this radio station have said it. You're cool with if Jawan walks, Walker Little moves to right tackle. 
it doesn't become the situation that Leon, who is unfortunately sick again today, guys, unfortunately, uh, I know, I know we wanted to, uh, to possibly run with a bit there, but don't worry. He's okay. He's all right. He has not flown to Costa Rica. That's only Rick Ballou. I'm going to say this to everybody. Joe wanted to do another bit and it had to do with, you know, well, you know, the, the big event. Someone ran in. Well, I wasn't going to go that far, but someone ran into the cigar bar, put a put a, a pillowcase over his head, and hauled him off to Costa Rica. That's the big yeah, event yeah. I was yeah. talking about. <laughs> but no, uh, like Leon has continued to reiterate on this program, you move Walker Little to right tackle. Let's say he outperforms Cam next year. Yeah. Who's to say he 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 isn't looking a for left tackle money or b? He says, why don't you move me to the left mm-hmm. side? I personally know Walker to not be that type of guy. If anything, this coaching staff was trying to get a little bit more. Dog out of the Stanford wine-drinking connoisseur. Um, and I think they got that by season's end. But who's to say that he doesn't turn around and say that? Well, the well, thing about that, who, who's to say he doesn't just win the job in camp? Yeah, yeah. The left tackle job. And, 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 he, and let's just say, I mean, look, they've. I, I, I hate to say this, but money does matter in these situations. And if they had already said goodbye to Juwan, Walker Little is your right tackle. Uh, Cam is your left tackle. That's just how you're going to proceed. But – these are good problems to have right now. Like, in other words, if this guy goes through his third year and starts balking because he thinks he should get paid, that's a good problem compared to what we just talked about with C.J. Henderson and Caleb Vaughn flipping chase on. Okay, I'd much rather have this uh, than and guys saying, you know what, pay me because I'm worth it compared to uh, where is he at? Oh, he's out of the league. Uh, that would be bad. By the way, I'm looking at that 2021 NFL draft, Matt. And if we were to do a redraft here on XL Primetime, and maybe mm-hmm. we will at mm-hmm. some point down the line, we think that uh, Travis Etienne higher than 25? Because let me tell you, this draft may go down as one of the best. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I understand you have your busts, poten- potentially. Mm-hmm. The Zach Wilson move, Trey Lance to no fault of his own. Where would Kyle Pitts actually go? Would he go fourth? There's some dogs, though, on this list. I mean, Jamar Chase, Penny oh Sewell, yes. Jalen Waddell, yeah. Patrick Sertan, Devontae Smith, Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. right, Sean Slater. Slater. Yeah. I mean, some good. This, this draft may go down. I mean, again, and they're only two years into their careers, but mm-hmm. there's a couple of Big time. And, 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 you know, just back to the ETN Alex part Leatherwood. of this. Who? Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, yeah. Jameen Davis. There's a, there's a couple of woofs out there. Yeah. Right? And, and I don't know that. You're talking about a running back. Who had, how many? 1,500 total yards last year in his first season in the league. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. season in the league. Yeah. But as an example, take a look at what James Robinson had in the first season in, true. in the league. That's as true. an undrafted guy. And it was by necessity because there really wasn't a whole heck of a lot else going right. But but he did do it. He did produce. And it's just the value of the RB. Okay, The running back is just not nearly as centric to, to your success on the offense uh, like it used to be way back. But he might have been pulled up just a little bit uh, in that draft class. But it's so funny, in, in, the, in the entire draft and in the first round, or you can look at every team, it's a 50-50, man. It's a coin flip all the time. Every single time you turn around, one good, one bad, one good, one bad. And, heck, this team wasn't even operating <laughs> at that 500 clip uh, there for a while. All right, so let's get into the college football world coming up here in just a second. We say thanks to Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota. They bring you today's show, and they want you on their lot or online shopping for that brand-new ride. And you can really get a lot done online. Shop the virtual way. They can deliver it to you. You can come to them, but you're going to get everything you want, and that price is the most important thing. Beaver Toyota, St. Augustine.com, BeaverChevrolet.com. College football trying to change some things. Uh, We think they've gone mad once again. We'll get into that coming up.
Everybody's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Leon Sursa here. QC Connect is the nation's leader in exciting treatment. They use concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have an ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are the only option. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again without no downtime. Stop taking pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that many pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Don't put this off any longer. Spring is coming, and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now, 904-274-5522. Get a free consultation with local medical professionals. QC Kinetics, 904-274-5522, with locations in Mandarin and Ponte Vedra. is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Do you like what you hear, Nooners? Do you like the sweet sounds coming over your airwaves right now? I know Matt Hayes is like, he loves Matt Hayes is a renaissance man when it comes to music taste. He he spans the gamut. I'm going to get JJ hooked on ELO. Bro, I've known ELO... Thousand years before I knew you, stop it. Yeah, the problem is. How dare you? Well, if you're a fan of ELO, what if I told you we have tickets available on a Tuesday edition of XL Primetime? So is it a tribute band? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's a tribute band. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The details, JJ, just so they can get ready for this. It's actually the Electric Light Orchestra Experience. (laughs) And they will be at the Florida Theater tonight, actually. So if you can make it, keep listening, and uh, maybe at the end of the segment we'll hook you up. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's it's not ELO themselves. Mm-hmm. So full disclosure, we're not going to false advertise here on XL Primetime. But if, if you're into the, the crooning, the yeah. jamming, the, the boot, scooting, whatever you want to call it. They had a lot of good hits back in the day. And, uh, yeah, you will enjoy that. And, and, by the way, as we go through this noon hour, I think we got, like, at least a couple of prizes. So you better stick around. So. Yeah, I know. We got Florida Gators basketball tickets to give away as well. So make sure you keep it locked right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I am not so sure if this next topic is music to college football fans' ears, Josie. Um, no. Because maybe it is, though. Well, maybe right. it is. All right. So on the face, let's just say, hey, college football is trying to get better. They're trying to shorten the games. Boom. That's music to their ears. Baseball fans applaud. Yeah, Continue. They're like, oh, yeah, bring it on. Uh, We've and, been there. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and heck, MLB has still hasn't figured it out, even though they keep telling you they're going to put a, a clock here and, a, and a, you know, whatever. Gonna, they just haven't figured it out. But college football is trying to figure it out. The problem is, is they roll these rules out. And some of them, while I'll say, hey, bring it on, I don't know that it's going to change a whole hook of a lot until they change the main things that are bothering me the most. So, Matt, you're the college football guy. Saturday down south, Saturday tradition, Saturday out west, you got them all covered. Um, what do you think about at least what they're throwing out there? These are the commissioners saying we got to kind of get together and see if we can clean this bad boy up. I'm actually writing about this today, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, College football is inching closer and closer to an NFL model. Mm-hmm. On the field, off the field with NIL and with players getting paid, which, again, I'm all for. Mm-hmm. We're getting closer and closer to that. And I'm not sure that's a bad thing. 
I'm not sure it's a bad thing because, you know, you can talk about, well, the NFL is homogenized and every game lasts, you know, three hours or three hours and two minutes or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, there's a reason they're the number one sport other than soccer, JJ, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason they're so success- successful and they're this billion-dollar corporation because they have everything that people want, and it's very easy to consume it, whereas with college football, it's not so easy to consume it. It's difficult, in fact, at times. And now the games last right now, the average game was three, minute, three hours and 22 minutes, mm-hmm. which is how much, how much, like nine minutes more than the NFL? Which doesn't seem like a lot. Less than three ten for the NFL game. Okay, so twelve minutes. So Mm -hmm. so it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a lifetime when that game is crawling over into the next time period. Better believe it. And you're waiting for your team to come on, and they're either holding the game or moving the game to another channel, and you don't have that channel on your package. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on. They're trying to find ways to shorten it, including the the clock only stops uh, after an incompletion. Uh, at, at once the ball is, once the ball is spotted, the clock will start to wind again. They're not going to do that one. Mm-hmm. The ones that they probably will do are, you know, typically in college football, on a first down, the clock stops till the ball is put ready to play by the official. Right. Now they're probably going to eliminate that until the last two minutes of each half, which I don't like, but that's what they're going to do, and I, I I could I could be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm all right with that. Um, but I, I I think at the end of the day, what they're trying to do and what they're doing also with the scheduling, which really isn't part of like, these rules the NCAA, but what the broadcast companies and the conferences are doing now, they're trying to get to the point where you can have weeks in advance an idea of who's playing where, what time. Whereas before it was, well, you got that eight-day eight window, CBS gets to choose, or yeah. you know, Fox gets to Looking choose. Looking for the best game. Right. Now it's, here are the games. This is their week, when they're being played. This is the time they're being played. This is the day they're being played. This is our window. This is it, period. Now, if they can move this, the sport on the field into that tip of type of NFL situation where it's one to three forty four, whatever whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, one to whatever, mm-hmm. one to four four oh five, done. End of story. Go to the next game at four fifteen. That's what they want. Why don't they just shorten the obnoxiously long half times? That, that would be my not you know because what? that's part of college football pageantry and tradition, and game, they're not going to do that. It's fine, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. Game, I'm okay with it. The bands and everything, but uh, the problem is the me, commercials. But that's, but that's the, the easy commercials part. are the problem. But explain to me, Matt, why they even do the stop the clock after the first down. And I'm shocked that you like that. It's been a college football rule forever, and the reality is, if you take if you do take that away, that's that will take maybe maybe like a minute, a minute and a half. Two minutes off the actual game time. Really? Not the game time, the, the time that the game is played. From, I'm just from, thinking about like the Big 12 up. games, you know, these. Think about it. So, so the first down is made. Games, there's like a first down every other play. I know, but think there's a first down, okay? All it is is the first down happens. The side judge gets the ball. It's usually about it, 10 or 15 seconds. Throws it to, throws it. No, it's not. It's not even oh, close. What? It's not even close. It's not even close. The ball is put down, it's ready for play. That's all it is. It's not close. You don't get 15 seconds after Here's a first down. That's an exaggeration. Because, and, we go, and we go back. Uh, I can't it's remember. Not a, all I'm saying is it's not as much as you think it is. Yeah, okay. I can't remember how far back we're going, but I'm just going to throw the 10-year the, the, the window out where they have made some other changes where the clock was running before, and there were college football periods. Well, it used to be when the, when that, the guy ran out of bounds, the clock, right. the clock stopped, period. Right. Yeah, college and starting into the next play started. Right. College football purists were Whoa. freaking out over these, over these, and then they changed it. They said, we're not doing that anymore. We've got to speed up this game. It was three hour and forty five minutes, and they're trying yeah. to get it down to three thirty. Now they're trying to get it down to three fifteen, and you just have to do it. 
You, and, and then once it happens long enough, you'll get used to it. That's just the way everything goes. And you know, I got some solutions, so let's just go ahead and make it the 10-10 take because they're, they're, they're trying to drill down on the smallest of things. I, I got some ideas. Now, Josie's 10-10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since 68. Sonny's Barbecue always waiting for you all over the First Coast. If you're working hard, you're hungry. We know that. So head on in, lunch, dinner. You can pick it up. You can go curbside delivery or enjoy it right there in their dining room. All sorts of cool features with their bar area and everything set up. Check out Sonny's all over the First Coast. The first thing I would say to clean up college football and speed things up is to not step forward and go, the previous play is under further review. They should say the previous play is in the rearview mirror. The previous play is in the past. Let's move on. It takes them forever to make a decision. Technology rules over common sense. And then you go to the next level of it, the taunting penalty, when they want to go over everything there. And if we are going to shorten college football games, yeah, keep both bands out there. There's certainly some tradition and nostalgia that you need to pay attention to. But maybe take one commercial break out of the half. Not happening. I, I I know. I'm just saying you are going I'm to tell you that right now. Not happening. Yeah, you are going to have to figure out ways, or you're going to be a dinosaur. Okay, these are things that you can very simply do. One, and and I'll give Roger Goodell credit for this. You you would have said the same thing a long time ago. Hey, they're going to take commercials out of the NFL. You just said, not happening. Guess what? Goddell did it. And so that's what you have to do. Shorten the half. Get rid of these freakishly long reviews over whether or not the previous play was actually the previous play or not. And let's move forward and get to the next game. Play in a three-hour and ten-minute span, and you can cut off a chunk of your half, and you can get it done. That's the 10 10 take. It will be fixed. Okay, okay. and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it down right now with just literally <laughs> one sentence. They all just signed combined $5 billion a year. Yeah. Television contract. Yeah, television loves it. They well, gonna, love the product. Yeah, they do. They so do. Not gonna, they're not going to be. They're not going to be right. dinosaurs. Yeah, they love the product. This is literally what this is coming down to. Honestly, is they're trying to eliminate plays. It's going to be. It's player safety. So they say that if you, if you, the idea of a running clock after first down is going to is is if you continue to run it after first down, it'll eliminate seven to nine plays. And if you have the running clock after an incomplete pass, which there's no way is going to pass, but if you have it after an incomplete pass, it could eliminate double that amount mm-hmm. of plays. So their idea is safety. They're not going to come out and say that, but that's what the idea is. They're, I, they're cloaking it in this idea of, ooh, I let's do. shorten the games. Yeah, I do they're love trying the lo- to protect players. I do love the logic applied. We want to shorten the, uh, the plays that they're getting while we added the 12th game a few years back. And we so, added no, like, I, I more get that, commercials. But the, but, yeah. but the idea is they're trying to – they, they can't come out and say we're trying to protect the players mm-hmm. because then everybody's going to say, what do you mean you're trying to protect the players? So you know there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, you know, it, it's, Don't you think a, they're also trying a, to make it so, like, you know, the, the the great thing about the NFL is the 1 o'clock games end pretty much right when yeah, the 4 you know, o'clock yes, games Yes, of course. You in know college everything football, is. when I'm watching the Canes, they play at 3.30, I'm having to find them on some stream or ESPN News because the other game is just the fourth quarter is just starting. Yeah. Like, it's a mess. It's, all, it's also it because they're any good. If they're any good, they'd be on the I, Oh, so, oh, so no good <laughs> teams <laughs> play at 3.30? Yeah, I'm it, just it, playing with Terrible you. take. And now it's going to be, please, that conversation, JJ, is going to get even more heated because wait till the Big Ten goes to NBC. Then we're going to have the real, like, all right, who's actually... Because Notre Dame is... Well, it's, it's always look, the game it, that's being played gets 
it just stays gets on the main exactly. channel, which it should be. But They're trying. The, the networks want it. Believe it or not, it's the networks that want the. Okay, let's make it from you know yeah, twelve to three. Do. That's it. Twelve to three, yeah. then three to six. That's what they want. Yeah. But they correct want, me if I'm wrong. They Matt. want the specific yeah. specific want, windows. Well, they want games to end. Yes, they want specific yeah. windows. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the Big Ten, let's move on. With the Big Ten's premier game being that NBC night game that Noah Eagles going to call. I mean, Ohio State's not going to be playing at three thirty on ABC. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like that, that's no longer a thing. Well, I mean, they, I mean, at times they will. Sure, yeah, they'll still be playing sometimes. But mm-hmm. the lead of that league, USC, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, the, the teams that run their media rights, yeah, they're no longer they big noon money, kickoff. They're going yeah. to be. A, it's going to be a lot of it is going to be the seven thirty game. Yeah, sure. But but you know, in the interest of you know, I just trying to figure out the best way to clean up the game. They have to look at everything. And even though we say, hey, they won't eliminate a commercial break, uh, they'll just charge more, and they will figure out ways to. Because all we have to do is take a look at streaming. Streaming does not run the same amount of spots that broadcast television runs. I don't know, man. And Amazon's pretty bad. They're they're bad, but they don't run the same amount. <laughs> and they sports, charge bro. more. They were charging. Amazon does half that picture and picture stuff. That's what they do. The picture and picture. Or the game Fox is still does there. the uh, yeah. yeah. And the Fox commercial comes too. on. Yeah, and so there, there's plenty of times in college football games as well. To Joe's point, where they're out of commercial breaks and it's it's in the fourth quarter and they're just showing a guy reviewing a play for ten minutes. Oh, that, like, I think that nuts. of all your points, that's yeah. probably that's the best. The best one point yeah. is you can. This is the beauty and the beast of the college football. You can. Challenge any play. Yeah, I don't want it. You can I challenge it, and every play is re- reviewable in the booth. Yeah, here's the problem. Like, it'd be one thing if you could challenge every play. But you, you got, say you don't want yeah. it until your team gets hosed. Then well, you want it. Well, I live with averages. I really do. I'm average. Average show. Yeah, I'm average. Yes, <laughs> so you are I live average with averages. <laughs> and so, I, I, you know, straight out of the Seinfeld, you know, if I lose $20, I'm going to find $20, you know. And, and so it's just an all evens out, out for even. me. And so if even I Steven. look at it, and, and so I'm just simply thinking that, you, if you had the challenges, gave one more challenge to each coach, just like the NFL does, and you live with the other plays. Do not have an eye in the sky that says every play is un, is reviewable. It's just yeah, I don't it's, agree it's that. nauseating. To me, if you have the technology, use it. Use yeah. it. It makes the game better. What's your no, take? It has it? No, I think it has. What no is way. your take? Please sound off it. at the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. We have a new uh, text server here at 1010XL headquarters, so we'd love to see more of our nooners populating it. 641-1010, the number to reach us at. This one courtesy of 0193, who says, we're complaining about the games being too long and the most popular sport that you only get 12 to 14 games a year when baseball and basketball have 9,000 games per season and they drag on and on. <laughs> and that would be a football fan stating his case. And look, it, 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 the product that we have right now, I'm pretty sure that we would say we all love, okay? We, we are college football fans. But if you are going to go down the road of saying, hey, we gotta, we're looking at cleaning things up, speeding things up a little bit, these are the ideas that I have. Yeah, okay? I love my girlfriend. There's yeah. some things she could fix. <laughs> yeah, you know. Same with me. Of yeah, run a brush through there you. on Saturday morning. You know, Don't barely I'm anything. Gonna t- I, Blake doesn't listen. Some I'm gonna tell very you said small that. things. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you can fix it, fix it. Uh, we would love to hear it. Six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. While we're on the subject of rule changes, mm-hmm. I know JJ wants to circle back to the XFL. And one of the interesting rule changes that they have presented that potentially we could see in the National Football League on kickoffs. Yeah, so you- some of them are crap, uh, which I, I don't love the go for two or instead of um, onside kick, you can do a fourth and 12. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking about like 
these offenses in the NFL and how easily they could get a 12-yard a conversion. Um, but the kickoff, to me, mm-hmm. is interesting. I sent you guys the link. Yep. It, it, they, so for the listeners, they get the ball at the regular place on the kickoff, the receiver does. But both teams, the blockers and the defenders, line up only five yards away from each other all the way at the receiving team's 30 to 35-yard yeah, line. That way they're not head, uh, head of steam. Exactly. I don't think I love this. I think it's going to make it easier for kickoff returns to break one. You know, there's not like a couple guys in the back mm-hmm. um, cherry-picking, but I could definitely see the NFL implementing I got a, I got an idea for your fourth and 12. We're going to get crazy here, okay? Leave it at 4th and record, 12. I hate the 4th and 12. Leave it at 4th and 12, but on the on the only on the 4th and 12 Onside kick, whatever you want to call no it. No pass play. interference. No pass interference. Oh, I would love that. No yeah. pass interference. Yeah, that way it can. And it it's can, only one shot. Right. You only get one shot. So if it's pass interference, whether it is or isn't, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the only play you get. Mm-hmm. All right, not bad. But and, then and, you're like changing the entire. And if we're talking about player safety, yeah, this one would be uh, like they just, <laughs> they just brought them all up and then just said the rules do not matter on this yeah, one exactly. play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which would be a little crazy. And also the two point conversion, if you like do but it think from about it, though, ten yards think about out, it. you get like three points or something. How good would that play be? That one fourth and twelve when there's no pass awesome. interference. Yeah. It would be. Literally war out there on the outside. You go back to the original scrum with the XFL, you know, that rugby, like, heck, we're coming up with the rugby play uh, with, with what's happening in quarterback sneaks right now, which I expected to get rid of. wait, no, I understand. Of, there's also no offensive pass interference yeah, either. Yeah. So you're yeah. running picks so everywhere. So they just go fight for it. Yeah. Or, yeah, which is not, not terrible. We, Should we, we see... add shivs and swords and <laughs> lions and tigers? Oh, yeah. Shivs would be good. Just yeah. a gladiator sport. I can't wait for the XFL to randomly break out a shiv and uh, just to watch Matt Hayes' <laughs> nope. reaction. Here's we could do a thing. whole show just based the on the shiv. No one will charge the field in an XFL game, okay? That, that's the no. one thing that you can't You know why? Assured. They're Locke not the knows crowd. all about shivs. That's why. Yeah. The shiv is going to be on the sideline. It's going to be – you're going to use it like a – what's not a pole vault. What's it called? The jab. Javelin. You're going to yeah. use it like a javelin, like they did in uh, an Anchorman. It, yeah. It was pointed out to, to us yesterday that with these names that we don't really recognize in the XFL, Luke Barku was one of them, that <laughs> the Legend. Jaguars had signed right. uh, a, like a, a exclusive contract to, to pay him extra money to be an undrafted free agent. And he's out there in the XFL right now. And we're only talking about right, and, and three years Also, removed. before we go any further, because I feel like we have to do this disclaimer every time we talk about shivs. Mm-hmm. We're not serious. Right. I know if there's attorneys around in the city that have texted in the text line saying you're going to get held liable for this. Yeah. We're talking about shivs. We're not <laughs> yeah. serious. It was okay? a joke. It was definitely a joke. All right. Now, on the text line, speaking of jokes, and this is what I do like as far as where you might redraft somebody. Nobody would draft Travis higher than 25. We shouldn't have. Chiefs got Pacheco in the sixth. You guys know that I'm 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 a Paco man. I'm a Paco Pacheco guy. He was drafted. Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but something in the neighborhood. Of, he was after the top 150. Seventh. He yeah. was in the seventh round. Yeah. So he was like 158, 160th, something like that. And so if you have the right scheme, you got all the other things working. You better believe you can find a guy much later. And so that's why you kind of got to be very uh, judicious with your draft picks and make sure you understand the value of the position and and, and what you're getting out of it. There's no doubt about that. Paco's got Pat Mahomes standing next to him. Oh, I know, but Travis had Trevor. Okay, yeah, look, still, the, still the, a big difference between Pat Mahomes and Trevor. T- totally, totally agree. But Pacheco that is a, runs hard, man. Yeah, and that he is does. A, I told you he runs. He's not long for the league the way yeah, he runs. Like, but that's that. that's an Andy Reid coach team that is this 
this offense with Doug Peterson is very similar to and can have achieve the same results. Trevor's just rising right now, but they can they're both capable of high powered offenses and would heck, all you gotta do is take a look at what Doug Peterson did with the guys in his backfield up in Philadelphia. They weren't highly drafted. I think that's for show sure. a little respect for the man. Well, uh, when you I say Pacheco ETN. doesn't have a lot of time left in the league because he runs like right. recklessly and, and hard, look at ETN. ETN same, yeah. I'm with you. He's same already thing. literally yes. missed a whole season. I'm with you. So the, the Texas like right, like NFL teams aren't just drafting no, these running backs. High. It's yeah. foolish. They're not gonna give up a bunch for those. Thirty-seven seventeen on the subject of college football trying to shorten game times. I'm fine with long games. More drinking time. <laughs> All right. Well, there's I'll a game another. after that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I can another. still drink. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, there will be people that are not happy with it. I'll tell yeah. you that. Derek from Indiana says, similar to me, he just thinks cutting down halftime from 20 minutes to 15 or even 12 like the NFL will cut down time so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with JJ. The pageantry is part of college, and that's oh, part I love of the, that. the, yeah. ball, you know, the trademark. And I appreciate when I'm at a college game that you got time to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. when the lines are long as can be. Yeah. But at the same time, I can tell you this, there is a definitive difference when you're either yeah. watching it at home, when, granted, you can flip between other games, or when you're watching it in a press box, Matt, and you're looking around, because I know personally, I'm so used to the NFL, and I'm like, what are we waiting for? Exactly. What are we waiting and, for? And, and you have studio shows on the college game, and they paid for all those rights to televise those games, and ESPN wants to own the world, and then Fox says, wait a minute, we want a big chunk of that. And so they go out and they pay their big dollars to all their people that they want Dan Mullen. Being seen at the half. Yeah, Dan Mullen with that great analysis. And and so they want that extra commercial break to get those guys uh, a, a little more time in the studio. Dan Mullen's So Thank it you. all comes together. It, it really does. But if you're talking about a halftime that's twice, more than twice as long yeah, as the NFL. Yeah, crazy. You got, you, got, you, got to, you got to look at that first. There should be You can get two else. bands to play a song each. Or have one of them play minutes. the national anthem and then have the other one play at halftime. That's what they do, do in high school. I don't hate that. Shout out mm-hmm. to the, the band guy who started the band at Providence who uh, texted in on the text line brought to you by mm-hmm. Lifetime Enclosures. Mm-hmm. High school bands. You know, yeah. they do the visiting team does the anthem. Yeah. Let me just tell you home, like The home team you, does the you halftime show. You cut down yeah, halftime. Yeah. If you cut down halftimes, okay. Uh, the entire Big Ten may secede from the NCAA, especially Ohio State. Okay. There, that, well, you could dot the band, I somewhere else, pal. The Ohio State band is might be more popular than the football team, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah, stop. That's, uh, that's poppycock. Yeah, yeah, that's, not, uh, no, I'm talking about throughout all of their alums. The alums that I don't really you. care about football. Call them BS. Yeah, yeah. All I, right. I would have to. I mean, the I only agree reason. that that song, they have to dot the I and do all that. It's not even that, dude. You, I'm telling you right now. That but I'm band just is, saying, they're still going to play. Yeah. But, the, like, can they not play in a 15-minute span? Yeah, or but, play pregame. Mm-hmm. It's and, almost well, pregame better pre-game. is when they dot the I, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and they honestly, they have. Or am I wrong about Ohio. that? I could be wrong about that. But no, you, you're right about it. Yeah, they, that's when they do it. And if you, But if you add up the total amount of time that the band is on pre and in the half, we pretty much checked a box here. We're okay. The Big we, Ten's really serious about their band. You yeah. know that, right? Uh, that is true. They're yeah. the lovingest I mean, band they're, conference. They're like really serious yeah, about but their I band. But I would, uh, I would be uh, shocked if I if I found more were really serious about their band than about their football. I would be really shocked. I, about I mean, you that. you can make yeah. fun of it all yeah. you want. Yeah. It's the reality of the situation. Well, they the, are they the bands are a right. very big part of the, but, of college of the experience. For but big you say to yourself, okay, knock yourself out. Let's just go have band night Friday night at the amphitheater uh, because if this football team ain't here, that band ain't here. Yeah, so, is that band selling out the horseshoe? No, no. Would it? 
If they did like an hour and a half I'm show. I'm asking, but I know yeah, the they answer. Would. If it's they just, did a 90 minute show, yeah, they would sell out the horseshoe. For they some, would. Okay. I'm telling you they would. Maybe yeah. once a year, not once. every single yeah. week, every for Saturday. Some reason, for some once. reason, I'm hearing this and all I'm yeah, thinking, I'm getting deja vu. <laughs> Do you remember when JJ it would had be the, once. It wouldn't be anyone once. JJ but got into the argument about whether or not Tebow would sell out. Oh my God. How stupid of an argument, which I won, by the way, because these people. And I'm talking about my co-hosts, or not co-hosts, the hosts of the show, claim that Tim Tebow is popular enough to fill stadiums around Florida on a speaking tour. I'll put it to you this way. Yes. No, he's not. I'll put it to you this way. More people would show up for him than the bands, okay? (laughs) I can just tell you that right now. Well, right. then the, then I the, might give you that. <laughs> then the pride of the sunshine, yeah. yeah. We're going to keep yeah. it with the Because I college. was saying, like, Bad Bunny. I w- we were talking about, like, Taylor, like, performers. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Tim Tebow could do that. Like, stop it, guy. I love Tebow, but come on. He'd fill arenas. I don't know about stadiums. <laughs> he'd he'd arenas. Yeah, arenas, oh, 12,000. I don't know if the Ohio State band could get 12,000 fans in an arena. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thoughts, yeah, something, to, something to chew on as you continue. They do every Saturday. They do it in St. John Arena. Yeah, because they're, the they're going to see the football team. Yeah. Something the to chew on football. as we take our second break <laughs> on a Tuesday edition of XL Primetime. We appreciate everyone on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. If you have thoughts on college football trying to shorten games, on the XFL rule changes, could the NFL implement them, or thoughts on the band, of which I see many, and we will get to those coming up on this other side of the timeout. 641-1010, the number to reach us at, right here on a Tuesday edition of XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Yeah, you better believe I'd pack the house. I'd pay anything to see the Glenn Miller Orchestra fire it up. Oh, yeah. Bro, they packed the St. John Arena Friday before the game. They packed the St. John Arena Saturday morning before the Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's a giant deal there. (laughs) Why are they there? Why are they there? Joe, why why does music ever even get Joe, played? there are literally some people who will fight you about the band. Like fight fight. Yeah, but but would they stay for the football game? Some I mean yeah, some may, some may not. Yeah, I don't I know. They're I, called the best damn band in the land, yeah, by the yeah. way. Which T B D B I T L is quite the acronym. Best college band, not even close. Tabittle is what the they Florida A and M Rattlers. Uh, which has been same spoken. thing. Yeah, if we're going HBCU, same thing, yeah. that's obviously bigger than the football. It's it's we get just, that. Right. But we're talking more. But the passion with Big Ten, yeah, the Blue Bloods, the pl- the passion with with fam, same thing. Yeah, I, it, like, people appreciate the the band and love the music. I got. I will never argue that. My whole argument all along was shorten the half. <laughs> okay, we right, we why love don't you the just, band. Why don't you just shorten other things too. Why don't you say Florida? You can't do. Um, the Tom Petty song at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. We are the boys at the end of the third yeah. quarter. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, why don't you tell Texas A&M they can't do the Aggie hymn after the end of the third quarter? Uh, I'm not telling them that. I'm telling them to why take out. Just, why don't I'm you te- tell West Virginia they can't sing Country Roads at halftime? I'm not telling them any of them. I'm not, I'm not telling Wisconsin to stop. Well, well, I, got news for you. I got news for you. You're going down that road. Yeah, I am not. You are. Okay, here's the, here's the part you can't conceive. 
I am eliminating commercial break, charge more, eliminate the commercial break. You can't do minutes. that because that's media rights. Okay. You're not going to be able to do that. Uh, are you going to have the T-shirt on tomorrow? That's, that how, says, they, that's how they're going to have to pay for play. You know that's coming, is, so is, you can't uh, do that. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Is that what your T-shirt's going to read? I no. mean, come on. You, you've got to come along with the times, and you're going to pay, and you're going to charge more for you gotta what you're doing. You've got to respect the times. Huh? That's the thing. You've got to respect the times. Uh, no. I, I, all I'm you're going to tell do- the Wisconsin people they can't do jump around? Did I just say I was going to do that? Because you're not going to tell the universities. Yeah, you're going to have to tell the, the TV companies, you know, the, the network television. Yeah, we're going to pull back on the, on the Let commercials. me tell you, Matt. And then they know you, what they're going to say? Yeah, we're going to have to pull back on the money we give you then. Why you have to respect the times. Because kids nowadays they are aren't watching four hours of games. They're not watching four and a half hours of games. And these TV companies may have spent all this money for yeah. these games. But the second they realize people ain't watching these games anymore. We got I know it's weird. They're not it, watching it, these it, games yet. Every single time the contract saying, goes up, the money goes way up. We it. know live sports is the only thing left exactly. on TV. because checking. But they're dying out. People like you and me, we're dying. Yeah, we're they're not dying out. They just signed a $5 billion annual. We're all dying, getting. JJ. Dude, let's be real People like here. Dylan next to me, these guys can't even sit through a two-hour movie. Right. Check you the know age what I'm range like, of those people. That might have something to do with Instagram Jones ADD generation. Too, so. Matt, check you know? the age range of people that are piling into the St. John's Arena to see that band. Exactly. Okay? Okay. They're not 21. Yeah, They're AARP cards instead of IDs. Bro, no fake IDs there. As they get older, as they go from the 24-year-olds with a short attention span into the 32, 34-year-olds, 10 years, 12, 14 years removed yeah. from school, they become the people yeah. that go into the Friday and Saturday concerts from yeah. the band. They also go to the football game. Of course they do. I'm not saying they don't, That's Joe. the number one thing. My point is, if you take the band away from them, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Are they fans of the football team or fans of the band? That, yeah. is, that yeah. is the chicken Here, or the egg question. Also, no one was arguing to take the band away. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I, I think this guy was right no, no. See, again, you try and put me in a, in a barrel that I don't belong you in. You said short and halftime. Yeah. Did I say take away the band? Never said take away the band. Well, you're taking away the band if you do that. Here's the other part of it. With, with you know, your, your, your college student. I don't want to see these mental gymnastics from you. If you shorten halftime, are you're you taking not away listening? from the band. You, the college students that you say are going to grow up and love the band were walking at a halftime to go to the bar across the street. They're not interested in watching the band. No, because there's no more pass outs. Well, there were forever. There I were. Believe me. Not I, anymore. I, okay, I, so I know I had to tell you that. Let's okay, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm the one who had to tell you that. And so I'm just simply saying they ain't interested in the band. <laughs> Let's offer up this one then off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. This one's courtesy of Chris R. who says, shorten quarter lengths from 15 minutes to 12 minutes. Oh, Keep no. everything else as is. There is your 12 minutes. To add to the 12-minute quarters, these kids are already conditioned to 12-minute quarters when they are in high school. 17 to 18-year-old can translate easier to college. By the time they are 22-24, the transition from 12 to 15 minutes might help slow the game down if, more because they, they are on the field longer than they are yeah, used to. If they want to figure out a way to lessen the total number of plays, then they probably can attack it by doing a lot of other things to slow the game down. But it's not going to be good for the product. It's not. And I would never consider well, you, you, don't, you don't want to take time to, off the clock, do well, you? you don't no, want to okay. no. Because then you're really going to get people that want to fight you. Yeah, give me my 60 minutes I'll of ball. I'll fight over that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take my 60 minutes of ball. I'll figure out other ways to. Y'all will fight over 60 minutes of ball. You won't fight over hang on Sloopy, right? Yeah. I, I, I like those. See, that's that's the problem is you take one argument and you take it to a different direction. And I was never in that department ever. I love all the tradition that goes on in college football. Just shorten it up a little bit. That's it. I like this one from Derek. Derek in Indiana, <laughs> who is a FAMU alum. 
For the Florida Classic, it's still people who only go to watch the Marching 100 at halftime and then leave. I'm sure they go for the tailgate as well. Yeah. Uh, doubt anybody goes to Michigan-Ohio State for the halftime and then right. leaves. Yeah, and unfortunately, A&M ball, they'd like it to be better. But then Cookman ball, they'd like it to be better. Look at what happened with Ed Reed. And so that product right now is suffering. But when we're talking about Blue Bloods with their yeah, big-time marching band. Wait, let me make band, this very clear, too. Yeah. I'm not a band guy. Oh, yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm, telling you, I'm the one who played it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just telling you Symbols. that if you start to take them away in the halftime, there's going to be a lot of people that are upset. TLD, the lovely Diane, who might have played the clarinet back in the day, would not fight for the band as much as you're fighting for the band right now. I'm not fighting. I'm literally yeah. just telling you. You can't get a, rid of the band. It's a much bigger deal than you guys think it is. <laughs> to just flippantly say, well, just cut the halftime 10, ten minutes. It takes Dude, them three or four minutes to get on the field. Over 25 minutes long. I, Joe, I'm not disagreeing with you. That's more than twice the amount of an NFL half. And it shouldn't take them three or four minutes because they're there standing up they're like soldiers ready on the, the field for like yeah. four minutes before hey, halftime hey, even starts. Hey, have you yeah. ever done it? If you haven't done it, don't complain, okay? You're yeah. right. And oh, see, way, he is sticking up for the marching No, band. I haven't. Yeah. I've never yeah. done it, nor oh, would I ever. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. If we you go, were playing the cymbals. I was in the marching band. Yeah. I was I played trumpet freshman I might year. Play cymbals, but not yeah. those cymbals. Yeah, I'm the only one who was in the marching band and yeah. I'm saying let the band only play pregame and then shorten it at halftime. What chair were you? Uh I actually was a first trumpet. Whoa. Yeah, fun facts. But are you ready for this one? They were okay with me playing varsity soccer and being in the marching band. They were okay <laughs> when I made varsity lacrosse. But once I said I'm also doing speech and debate, they said that's it. You gotta pick one or the other. You can't be in two nerd sports. It's they just made not you allowed. Choose. So they made uh, me choose. I picked speech and debate. I think it turned out okay. All right. On the text line, it's not a lifetime of closures. Yes. Uh, Matt walked in to work today with a don't tread on me shirt to ready to fight everyone, and I'm here for it. So that's basically Damn what straight. we are getting. Uh, and and we're, we're looking at options and things that they can do. And honestly. Somebody's got to say something. You guys are all just like rolling over, man. Yeah. No, no. The best thing for me would be to quit saying the previous play is under further review. That no. would be the A no, number one right. thing for me. Get it right. Okay. No. Again, it's so funny. We 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 hug technology and think that that has to be the end all decider of everything. It doesn't. We've watched a lot of sports for a lot of years without all this technology, and I think it's worked out pretty good. We don't need to get everything one hundred percent bona fide right, or we'd be there all damn day. Because hold, hold, illegal contact, illegal contact. Who's the guy that used to be on the show that still says he wants to go fight the guy that called seven fumbles for Florida State one mm-hmm. game? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you don't want to get it right. Of course you want to get it right. There, like I said, it, it swings both ways. It swings. It, 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 there's too many. You're also acting, Matt, like we're getting it right with replay. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm-hmm. Replay more, doesn't more, get more times things than right. Not you do. More yeah. times than not, you do. We left two major. Mm, yes. football I games. agree with you. There are there are times when it's still questionable because it's, it's hard still to see human error yeah. yeah and it's hard to see and we but left, for the most part you are getting you are getting critical calls for the most part but we, for the yeah, most part right because we left two major football games afc championship game and super bowl complaining about the ref yes and, and that will never go away ever what, what was the complaint in the afc championship game? Uh, yeah. the blatant hole you don't remember complaining hit? for a whole week yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a whole, on to that's the next not, one that's not it but that's not a, a call that can be reversed no i know that saying. but there's people saying, arguing that they want that we'd though. still be complaining about officials well, that's just yeah high tide on the I south side think. has officially sounded off yeah he wants to uh make a point of order 
Mm-hmm. I move that we change Matt's nickname from Burger Creep to the band guy. <laughs> the band guy I won't go the with. The band creep. I, I do you like You know what that. I love is the Burger Creep. You guys were all eating the burgers the same way. Yeah. The same way on Friday. That's yeah. true. I, I, so you guys I, there suck is no condiments you. with uh, I defended you. Crystal. I defended you. I said, look, I was the kid that had, I was embarrassed in line. That's all you want is the burger Not only that, bread, all of our it. boys at Famous Auto. I was scarred as a kid. All our boys at Famous Auto, same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if I still the mafia have, at Famous Auto, same yeah. thing. I, I, I still think that's that, that you can't say that. Yeah. Well. No, they are. <laughs> I mean, they're the good mafia. They're yeah. fantastic. Yeah, they are. Now listen, they're, they're the phenomenal. Those dudes are the best, man. They're the oil mafia. Okay. And by the way, since we mentioned, they're them, the we'll fix your car better the than oil anybody change mafia. mafia. Since we're mentioning them, we will see them coming up this Friday. Beach and Penman, Penman. brand yep. new location, grand opening. Beach and Penman and Big Mike and Jerry, because Jerry runs yes, the show too. Jerry does run the show. I do not want to minimize Jerry's role in this whole thing. When it Big comes Mike to, just makes the hot dogs. Yeah, I mean Big Mike's the and man. He br- and he brings his kid, who yeah. I I still cannot believe that child is five years old. He Billy looks, Napier, please, we're gonna give you a head start. Yeah. We're gonna help you out, man. He looks like you he's may not be the coach by then, but that's okay. Thirteen and ready to bulldoze somebody in uh, in, in in middle league football. I right love now. how everybody in the text line never starting to get the. Ohio State halftime shows with the Michael Jackson moonwalk and the yeah. Rocket Man from Elton John. So yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just is just a small little sampling. Yeah, in Jacksonville, have Florida, minutes. which is twelve hundred miles away yeah. from Columbus, Ohio. Right. Yeah, just name the last time anyone bought a ticket to go see a band that marched. Okay, without a football game. Oh, Honestly, it's, it's every I know year people that are yeah. entering. Yeah. I know people that are paying money though for an actual band yes. that's yes. going to be performing right here in Jacksonville tonight. Isn't that right, JJ? Let's Thank you, Mia. So the Electric Light Orchestra experience will be at the Florida Theater tonight. I have a pair of tickets right now for you. The show is at 8 p.m. the 21st tonight. Be car number four right now at six four one ten ten. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We would like to formally apologize to 4728 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. He says he listens every six months, and he tuned in today, and here we are debating whether or not to get rid of the band. Crank that up, Dylan. If you you get this from the marching band, I'm all in. I'm smoke on, uh, not smoke on the water. Um, which we call it? Um, smoke on the water used to be Iowa State's entry song to the field. Now, I, I know it is. Now they've moved to this. It, well, it used to be Smoke on the Water. Now it's Thunderstruck, and I think that that was a severe upgrade. Although they don't use the band, they use the loudspeaker. Continue to debate whether or not you need the band. And I'm totally with my my man from Florida A and M. That is a good band. That that band performed. On a Super Bowl stage. I would like to note back. that uh, my grandfather, who uh, I didn't know that he could still text on the iPad, uh, has personally texted me. So not on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, mm-hmm. which you can get in on that at 641-1010. Uh, but he says, if the band is so important, go to a concert. Ah, I love it. I love it. Which Honestly. if the band is so important, maybe you tune into a music station game? instead. We are yeah. a sports radio station, so we promise we yeah. will circle back. You attend a game, you want to watch ball. You attend a concert, you want to hear music. And if you get Don't both, disagree. it's a good day. It's Don't a good disagree. day. By the way, on the text line, it was mentioned that there are events where it's just all about the band. And he did point out it's DCI. And now I'm looking this up, Drum Corps International. And they have upcoming events. They have a Midwest premiere. They have 
or at the Crest, San Diego. They got uh, DCI Central. Uh, I would uh, now cross the line. And you can buy tickets, and I think that's awesome. Let's hit it. That, that is just awesome. We've now crossed the line. Okay? Let's hit it. That football game will not break out there. Let's but. hit it. That as we get back into football land, because it. boys, this is truly going to bring us to uh, not just our next topic, but uh, maybe stir the pot a little bit. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is not under contract. We've already discussed him on this show. Today, Jacksonville Jaguars don't care. They just made a graphic about Evan Ingram's year in review mm-hmm. in 2022. 17 makes it look easy with all the different stats and all the different highlights for his career. Do uh-huh. you do that? Oh, I thought you said they threw a tag on it. You were going to say something like that. No. no. They made a graphic. Yeah. yeah they, you only they, make a graphic if the guy's sticking around. Today's the first day. That they and look, I always feel like social media. There's always going to be a little something else. That's to also it. why I brought it up. Yeah, there's always going to be a little something else to it. But it is the first day that you can tag. You have until when March 5th, I believe, uh, to where they can, uh, you know, make a decision on the tag and if it's going to land on a player or is not. That in response to, to Evan Ingram's initial tweet two yeah. weeks ago when he was in New York saying, "I love LA." Yeah, he said, "I love New York." That's and, why uh, I brought and, it up. Or New yeah. York, not yeah. LA. And York. so this one is just at the very least gives him. JJ uh, and Mia wanted to fight me on that when I said he's trying to negotiate. A little love on Twitter. Tag Day. Maybe that's maybe that was the little love on Tag Day. I yeah. like that, Joe. Yeah. Mastermind. Yeah. Taylor yeah. Swift is proud of you, Jaguar yeah. social good. team. Very good. Very good. Get speaking speaking of Evan Ingram and the tag, yes, today is the first day that teams can place the tag on players, both the franchise and the transition tag. The deadline for that is the Tuesday of players week. So I believe that is March the uh, ninth. Mm-hmm. Don't quote. Ninth is Thursday. So okay, so 7th. the seventh, yeah. the Tuesday. So yeah. March the seventh is the deadline to place the tag on okay. players. Okay, so that means they got to get basically all the decisions made on whether or not they're going to be able to come up with a long term deal, sign him to something, get themselves in the proper salary cap situation, and then then once they do that, then they've got another deadline that they can at least point towards to get a long-term deal done, which is kind of what Evan Ingram said earlier. He said if it happens, if he does get tagged by the Jaguars, he believes, and he said it's a hypothetical, so he's not speaking on fact. He's just giving his opinion on what if that were to happen is that it would be a placeholder and that he feels like that would mean the team is committed to him and committed to working on a long-term deal. I I hope the same. Uh, This team has spent a lot of money and hadn't got a whole lot of return on it, the old ROI and the business world that everybody out there is probably familiar with. You want a little return on your investment? Uh, they've blown some bucks, and so now they got a chance to get somebody maybe to stick around and be and be and be a very productive player. If you're on the subject of what Matt Hayes is angry about today, uh, since since we are on a Tuesday edition of XL Primetime, Evan Ingram does not make Pro Football Focus's 101 best players from the 2022 season, and Trevor Lawrence is 94th on that list, and that is why our producer extraordinaire, J.J. LaSelva, has dubbed this the Matt Hayes hate list. So, Matt, please explain to us as we segue to this next topic exactly uh, what all the drama is with regards to this this latest top 101. This is a Pro Football Focus. These are the the, uh, nerds that use the slide rules to figure out who's the best player at each position in the league, and they talk about slide you know, rule reference. They talk, about, they, talk about, they talk about, you know, yards after catch and yards after initial contact and yards within the phone booth, you know, all those kind of stuff. So they have their 101 best players in the NFL from 2022, and they're counting them down. And they did the first 101 to, what was it, Joe, 74? Mm-hmm. Yep, and now they dropped down. And, to, and Trevor uh, Lawrence is 94. Yeah. So throughout this list now, we're going to start counting the quarterbacks ahead of Trevor Lawrence. 
This list, they say, is based on how these guys played this year. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. This year. This year, okay? At 92, two spots ahead of Trevor Lawrence is Lamar Jackson, who I think anyone who is simply turned – you don't have to be a scout. You don't have to be a personnel guy in the league. Anyone who literally turned on a TV set on Sunday saw that Trevor Lawrence had a better season, played better, mm-hmm. played more consistent well, than El Boogie. The other thing is, is you could turn it on for five Sundays – and not see Lamar. Five Sundays, you did not see Lamar. So there's, there's, and you saw Trevor ball, and that's that. That Trevor alone looked like he almost broke his entire left leg and came back to play in a game against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the, it's now look. This is not easy to do. I'll give him that. It's difficult because you're also ranking all the positions mm-hmm. are all part of this 101. So you're now talking about value at that point. What's the value of a corner over the way he played, over the way a quarterback and he played? What's the value of a defensive tackle and the way he played over the way the quarterback played? So it's (laughs) Cameron Curl of of the commanders, okay? The safety. Ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Kyle Hampton of the Ravens. The safety. Ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Tyson Campbell. Jaguars ahead of Trevor Lawrence. James Bradbury, the Eagles corner. Better. Ahead of Lawrence. Nick Bolton, ahead of Lawrence. Terry Scary, ahead of Lawrence. Mm-hmm. These are all guys that, they, 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 that they believe Drake Greenlaw. The second best or third best linebacker on the 49ers. Aaron Jones, who right now at this point is is basically just, he's 50-50 now with Dylan. Yeah, with, okay? with him trading totes. So these guys, they believe at their position had a better year than Trevor Lawrence had at his position. Here's the one that gets me, and this is what I text back to you all in, in the show thread, is that if there's a list where it says Geno Smith is better than Trevor Lawrence, then I really don't need to see any more of the list. And Trevor is 94th. Geno is 71st. 71st. So more than 20 spots higher on this list. It says before the season, it was almost impossible to foresee the kind of year Geno Smith would have a quarterback for the Seahawks. Only the Bills' Josh Allen posted more big-time throws than Smith's 34, with the veteran showing – that he can do much more than act as a bridge quarterback. First off, first off, what the hell is a big time throw? Yeah, uh, it's Thirty-four just, big time throws. Yeah, I, that, that's like the most innocuous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's a big time throw. They give probably him, have, give him one there too. Yeah, they probably okay. have a, a, a stat or a metric for that. But all I know is that ninety-four is where Trevor's at. Seventy versus yeah, where Geno Smith is at. You've lost your mind. Yet there's the egregious part of it, which is they literally say in Trevor Lawrence's write-up that. From week nine onward, only Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes earned better PFF grades than yeah. Trevor Lawrence. And we threw the numbers so, out. So it for was, half a season. Yeah. It was a run where Mahomes, from December on, Mahomes and Lawrence were they weren't they were almost identical. They were inseparable in terms of stats. And one of them has Travis Kelsey, and the other Joe, doesn't. Did, did you hear yeah. that? Yeah. For half a season, they said they were two guys better than with the quarterback position. Yeah. Two. And he's 94 on and their he's list. He's 94. Yeah, it, it's, it's asinine. It doesn't make any sense. Look, I, like I said, I like certain things that PFF cranks out, and I, and I know they got to do this, but the killers for me were that Garrett Wilson was ranked ahead of Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, Garrett Wilson is 76th on this list. Zadarius and, Smith is 51st, and Demario Davis is 52nd. Yeah, and, and Smith, when he did make the move, that was one of the uh, uh, one of the, one of the more surprising moves inside that division uh, and that guy immediately walked across the street and started making plays for the for the rival in the NFC North. But 
I don't know how big of an impact he was compared to what Trevor was. By the way, uh, Tristan Wirfs, who that 2020 redraft that we referenced Mm -hmm. earlier in the program from The Athletic, they have him going third if the 2020 NFL draft was to be redrafted. Yeah, on this list, he's 54. So riddle me that one. Oh, and Derrick Henry. 57. Yeah, I saw that too. And if you know, this was a season where Derrick Henry really started to to trail off and tail off. And that's a million dollar question yeah. in of itself. I had people asking me over the weekend, you know, what to make of the Tennessee Titans moving forward. Could they potentially be in the market to trade up for yeah. an Anthony Richardson? Are they gonna ride with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis? And if it doesn't work out, they tank and with a new GM in tow, do they try to completely rehaul for twenty twenty four? It's 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 those are tough decisions that they're going to have to make, and I'm happy that they're going to have to make them because they could end up you know tumbling uh, for a while. Uh, they were living at or near the top of the AFC South, so it'll be fine with me if they do. But the write up on Derrick Henry, who was 57th, while Trevor Lawrence is 94th, I, I love how this starts out to defend their ranking. The Tennessee offense collapsed in 2022, but Henry came back from last season's injury showing little signs of decline. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think those two things marry up in one sentence. Although this one does, despite one of the worst offensive lines in the game paving the way for him, he racked up more than 1,200 rushing yards after contact, mm-hmm. which obviously is a huge PFF Oh, stat. he's still, yeah. He's still, but that team, we all, it's like we just, we've, we talked about, is it going to run through the running back? There are very few examples that you can point to where it runs through the running back anymore. Derrick Henry has been that guy for a large part of his career. It just is not going to work as much or as often. Just take a look at what happened. Uh, they, they went toe-to-toe with Jacksonville in, in week uh, 18 of this season. But thankfully, this team made a defensive play to end that game. But they, after letting him get off early, were able to neutralize him uh, in the most important of games, trying the, to decide the AFC South. Off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. His band takes may be bad, but had the team gone with what Matt Hayes suggested, they would have had number 76, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson. Not yeah. too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, and I do want to touch on this, 1549. PFF, how much stock do NFL head coaches put into PFF stats? I will tell you that they are looking at it. It's something they do consider. Not all NFL head coaches are fascinated by it. And, no, I'm not just alluding to Urban Meyer. Um, I'm even alluding to Doug Peterson. Like, uh, there are some moments where I can tell you that he has scratched his head and uh, has dismissed the notion of these PFF Deep cut Genesis, yeah. Next whatever stats. All right, let's get it real quick. That then we got to get ready for uh, Barrett Sleeve as we get back to a little college football. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So after Mia put the announcement out there that the Jaguars should put out uh, seventeen, makes it look easy. Talking about Evan Ingram. It wasn't that long after that. Chillin found it and sent it to us. So thank you, Chillin. Um, cryptic tweet, he asked. Um, but it says, from Evan Ingram, my heart dropped. I thought this was the announcement with a smiley face emoji, having fun with the Jaguars. So who knows? Who knows? Just interesting. And even yeah. if, correct me if I'm wrong, even if the Jags and Evan Ingram say, hey, we're going to come to a deal, would that be before the league year starts? I don't. That's I'm trying to figure out the timeline. Yeah, I believe that you can negotiate with the team. We'll have to look that up and make sure, but you can still have perhaps the parameters of a deal in place. It's like Aaron yeah. Jones was set. No, Aaron Jones was going to be under contract yes. when he renegotiated with yeah, the Packers. Yeah. And so you can around, renegotiate right yeah. now. Well, today's also the first thing you can put the tag on him. So my yes. guess would be you can have a deal. I don't. I think it's, it probably moves to the 
to the first day of the season. Yeah, yeah. First you, day of the calendar, I mean. All right, we'll look that up. We'll say hello to Barrett Salee coming up in just a bit. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota, they bring you today's show. You've got deals all day long online. Beaver Chevrolet com Beaver Toyota St. Augustine.com. Check out both of them and check out the rides that they have on both lots. Let's say hello to the man from CBS Sports covering college football, Barrett Silly next. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Talking a little college ball and the NFL draft as we look ahead, especially when it comes to Anthony Richardson, much debated. Let's say hello to our man Barrett Salee from CBS Sports. He covers it as good as anybody in the game. Welcome in, Barrett. How are you, bud? I'm great. How are you all? Uh, doing great. Uh, you know, when I saw this Friday, you know, I, you know, if I could have given you a round of applause uh, on Twitter, I, I would have because I love the fact that, you know, you're not in step with everyone else's line of thinking. What led you to put Anthony Richardson down as far as you did? with your top 10 quarterback rankings? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm not an NFL draft guy. I'm just kind of going off, uh, you know, players I saw and who I think will be successful at the next level. I don't talk to scouts. I don't do any of that stuff, uh, nor do I want to. But, um, you know, I didn't have Anthony Richardson on my top 10 because he doesn't deserve to be on a top 10. He, he, he had one year where he was average to below average. And, you know, I think a lot of folks are – um, you know, are betting on, on his measurables, and fine. I mean, look, I, um, you bet on measurables, sometimes it works. It worked with Josh Allen. It's worked with other players. That's fine. A lot of times it doesn't. And I go back and look at, at Anthony Richardson, you know, as a passer. He, he was below average. He certainly has um, potential on the ground. You go back and look at some of his big runs, a lot of missed tackles out there. You know, a lot of missed tackles out there. Part of that's on him. You know, great. Part of that's not. Um, so, you know, uh, the draft side for, for Richardson and Will Levis, I think, is, is ridiculous. They're inefficient passers. Um, they haven't had success uh, at the college level, and there's nothing to suggest they're going to have good careers at the, at the pro level. See, I thought when Joe asked you that question, you were going to say, I had my eyes open? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I have a pulse. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but at the same point, though, and, and I want you to talk on this as well, is all coaches have egos. There are guys yeah. in that league that think, "Oh, I'll change him. He wasn't coached well enough. We'll just change him, and he'll he'll be he'll be great here." Yeah, there's no doubt. That's exactly that happens, and uh, that that's why a lot of those you know pro, those prospects that are like you know on the come, guys like Mitch Trubisky, you know they don't work out. You know, you look at the especially guys like like again like Trubisky. He had one year as a starter, he was all right. Um, you know, you look at Richardson. He had one year as a starter, he was. All right, just below average. Same thing with uh, a lot of other guys out there. But, yeah, um, the NFL draft scouts and GMs and uh, analysts that do this for a living are always the smartest people in the room. And that's every room. That's not just the room they're physically in at the moment. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to get people to come off of that, you know, once they sort of make their declaration, um, you know, especially if it gets confirmed with measurables at the Underwear Olympics in Indianapolis. Um, you know, and, and I think that's the driving force behind the Anthony Richardson love and the Will Levis love. Barrett Salee of CBS Sports joining us on the Fair and Fair phone line. Barrett, so here is your top 10 list of quarterbacks that are entering this April's NFL draft. Number one, C.J. Stroud, then Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker, Aiden O'Connell, Jake Hayner, Jaron Hall, Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, Tanner McKee, 
And then Will Levis at 10 with Anthony Richardson not cracking that top 10. A lot of names in the middle there that maybe folks aren't as familiar with. Uh, again, like you said, this is a this is a list based off of what you saw in college. So take us through some of those other names that we just rattled off. Like He's not getting the, the love, I think, because people are kind of freaked out because of his ACL. Um, look, not to diminish what an ACL injury is, obviously. No, the phone's going out just a little bit. You know, as, as it was, you know, 10 years ago. So, you know, Hendon Hooker made all the throws. Um, he can run. He's powerful. He's got a big arm. Uh, I think the, the injury is kind of hurting him a little bit. Um, and for those that have not seen Aiden O'Connell, I know he was at Fresno State and people didn't necessarily want to stay up and watch, you know, the late night Mountain West game. And look, I get it, but he is tough as nails. He can fling it all over the place. He came up in a system with coach that is, uh, well-versed on how to, how to, you know, develop players for the next level. Um, so I think, you know, of the people you haven't seen, A, I don't think Hendon Hooker uh, is being fairly evaluated, mostly because of the injury. And Jake Hayner is one of those guys that if you're really looking for the diamond in the rough, these scouts that really want to do their job well, uh, they look at Fresno State rather than, uh, rather than Gainesville and like. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he had a great Senior Bowl too, as well. A terrific Senior Bowl, Jay Kaner. He was he stood out among among the quarterbacks there. All right, so I, I want to get your thought on this, and we're, I want to veer away a little bit from the quarterbacks, um, Barrett. The Florida offseason now. So what 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 I've reported, on, I think I think what's been reported elsewhere is they had a chance to get Pratt at Tulane. Eleventh hour broke down, the deal broke down. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to get the Western Kentucky uh, quarterback who started out at. At St. Augustine High. So not only St. Augustine High, West Florida was like a Division Three <laughs> All-American. Had a huge season last year at Western Kentucky, and they didn't want him. And they chose Graham Mertz, of all people, <laughs> at Wisconsin. So you, I want to get your thoughts on not only the, the choice of Graham Mertz, but just the odd offseason right here in Gainesville and where, this, where you think this program is headed after, after one year with Billy Napier. Yeah, I mean, I, Matt, you and I were like – uh, barely out of college when Graham Merck first started his season or his career at <laughs> Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was odd, to say the least. I, I think for Billy Napier, I think he, he didn't necessarily do all the things that he needed to do to, to sort of instill faith in, in what he's doing and they, maybe his ability to, to turn the program around. I, look, I think it's unfair to Billy Napier to have that much on him right now, but there's no doubt that there's not a – a buzz. There's not a second year, you know, leap that looks like it's inevitable. And if Graham Mertz is going to be his savior, I mean, look, he, he might be able to win you seven or eight games, but that's about it. So I don't think there's any doubt that, that Billy has to recruit better specifically at the quarterback position, but really across the board, uh, he kind of got that message uh, this time when I guess like eight months ago, when there was a bunch of uh, criticism, I guess in June, and then he went on a run of what, like eight recruits. Eight. No, I, um, it's almost like he needs a, another kick in the butt, like you know, like to get going to to get this thing. Um, yeah, Merch is not going to be the savior of that program. I don't think there's any doubt. A couple more for Barrett Salee. Phone kind of just drifted on us just a little bit. Hopefully, it'll hold up. When when we look at you know those hires. And you cover the entire sport, Barrett. Uh, Brian Kelly hit a home run, and he's uh, adding to that with some great recruiting, it looks like. What about Mario down in, in South Florida? What do you think of the job he did and what you think is still in front of him in terms of success? Yeah. With Mario. Like, I thought he'd come in and 
he would use whatever assets he has to get five star after five star after five star. And it's not happening. He's not getting good transfers either. Uh, so I think maybe the allure of Mario Cristobal, the ties that he had, you know, even back when he was the FIU head coach, just aren't there anymore. Or maybe it's just that other coaches, other programs have made, you know, such big inroads into that area, that region, that uh, doesn't really matter what he's selling at this point. So um, I've always said that Miami's not going to be back until it gets an on-campus stadium. I don't care who they have as a recruiter, but I at least thought that Mario would be competitive in year one. And the lack of competitiveness, the roster that's still sort of uh, average at best in the mass exodus of, of coaches. I mean, it's, uh, it does not look good. You know, of all the year two coaches uh, out there, you know, Mario is the one I'd look at and say, okay, he might be the Brian Harson this year. You can check out all of Barrett's stuff at CBSSports.com. Obviously, a pretty hot take right there, Barrett, that, you know, could Mario Cristobal be on the hot seat? And I know that is one of your good, the bad, the ugly 2022 predictions that you went back down the road and looked at. Of course, that being that you predicted Mario Cristobal's Canes would win the ACC Coastal. When you went back to your 2022 predictions, what else surprised you about how the season played out and maybe how you'll view that team in particular in 2023? I picked USF to be good. Like, that's, that's, like, that's, that's the dumbest thing. I, that's not the dumbest thing I've ever done. Because, Matt, you, you and I have been around each other. You know some dumb things I've done, especially uh, at the casino in New Orleans. But, uh, not any dumb than me, trust me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought USF would be good. I have no idea why I thought that back in August. But uh, I should be uh, – my credibility should be completely erased after that. Um, yeah, I think Michigan, to me, I didn't think would repeat. I thought they'd be good, but I didn't think they'd repeat. Um, and, man, they, they filled their holes real, real well. Um, and I think it, it definitely is still confidence uh, in, in Michigan. Um, you know, so and I said that one thing I, I will pat myself on the back for, I said Tennessee would be a 9- or 10-win team, and they won 10 in the regular season. I think people were sleeping on Tennessee last year, and they're probably going to do it again this year. The perfect segue to my next question. Can Joe Milton hold off Nico Yamalieva. How about that, Joe? Nail it. That's pretty time. good. There you like go. Yeah. Can he hold him off? No. I, Tennessee fans think Joe Milton is going to be the Joe Milton they thought of two summers ago, and he's just not. It, it, I look back at that orange pole. He still overthrew everybody. Yeah, he's got a cannon. We don't. We all know that. He's like. Um, he, he he has a fastball. That's great. He has no other pitch. He just doesn't. So. To me, I just think that Nico, with the buzz, perhaps with the money and everything else that goes along with him, uh, he's going to get the job. I just, I don't think Joe Milton is what Tennessee fans really, really want him to be. Uh, later in the off season, we might get you back on and ask you about Jimbo and some of those other guys. But you did mention <laughs> you did mention Harson. So hit Hugh Freeze real quick uh, as far as what you think his chances are of success there on the plains. Well, first of all, their schedule's cake this year. You know, they get Vandy as a rotator. They're out of conference as Cal. So, by Auburn standards, it, it's pretty easy. And it, they get Alabama and Georgia at home, which always helps. Uh, so, I think Hugh's done a really good job going after quantity at offensive line and not quality because you don't find six foot five, 330-pound offensive linemen with ballerina feet in the transfer portal. So, you get seven of them, and you hope three or four hit. So, he's done a good job there. actually talked to him about that last week. And he's not out of the uh, he's not out of the running for some quarterbacks in the next portal window. So I think he's done a good job. I think they're going to be a seven win, eight win team. You look at that schedule though; 
it's not a big leap to get to nine, and that would be amazing in his first year. All right, Barrett, we'll leave you with this. Let's make a way-too-early 2023 prediction that we may look back on and laugh for all I know 365 days from right now. Is Georgia still the team to beat when it comes to winning the 2023 national title? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I know that, you know, losing sets is a big deal, but when you have four, uh, three, either four or five stars ready to take his place um, and a, an established offensive coordinator and Mike Bobo, he's not going to be shocked by anything, uh, they'll be fine. Uh, I think right now, yeah, they're going to be the, the odds-on favorite once August hits. Uh, there will be some other teams around there in the top four or five that might be surprising, including Florida State. Uh, but, yeah, Georgia's going to be – I mean, it, it's they're going to be just fine. There's not going to be a huge drop-off. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. Yep. We appreciate it. Great job. Thanks, y'all. See you. All right. At Barrett Salee, make sure you check him out there. And, of course, CBS Sports. By, uh, by the uh, way, the scary thing, real quick, before mm-hmm. me gets to that just, um, Georgia, and we'll get into this later, if you look at, like, the, the heavyweights around them that typically are the guys that are going to push them mm-hmm. – Ohio State has a brand-new quarterback. Alabama's got a brand-new quarterback. Clemson's got a new quarterback. Georgia is in a very good situation <laughs> right now with a very yeah. good roster. And, and really, if you do do the circuit around them, not only the ones that are successful but introducing new quarterbacks, the other ones that are trying to come back from bad that are on that yeah, schedule. and oh, by the way, haven't been a three-time – Three-peat national champion since yeah. Minnesota in the 40s. Also yeah. worth noting it's that he said they're going to miss Stetson as opposed to they're going to miss Todd yeah. Munkin. Yeah. yeah. Stetson well, getting his flowers? What? Yeah. Well, what? I think you think of the quarterback first. You can't help but do that. Uh, but if Carson Beck steps up and does what you know some were alert, originally forecasting, yeah, he'll be they fine. won't be worried about either one of them being gone. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars jj and dylan i think we're going to need to find some music for every time maybe we could play the x-files music but we need some sort of theme music every time some social media drama mm-hmm. begins on the timeline oh we can come up with something we so, don't need to go stranger things here we got to come up with something yeah else. maybe stranger things i do yeah, like that yeah. that's a good idea um so again if you're just joining us evan ingram quote tweeted the jaguars 17 makes it look easy with all of evan ingram's stats from 2022 Excuse me, he quote tweeted that. My heart dropped. I thought this was the announcement. Laughing emoji. Christian Kirk has now replied to it and said, you're not going anywhere, my boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's there's a love fest going on. It's okay, a I thought, again, I thought you were going to say they signed him. Yeah, no. We can't do that, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, there are people out there that <laughs> Drive every time. going, wait, 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 uh, signing? By, by the way, <laughs> the that's a little over a year ago. When everyone thought that Remember head that? coach was going to be hired, yeah, they they grew tired of those. They're like, as you got to well. stop doing that, man. All right, Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota, they bring you today's show. They got great deals every day. Make sure you drop on by either one of the lots or log on and check out Beaver Chevy and Beaver Toyota into the two o'clock hour. A couple of things that Barrett said definitely worth getting back to, and then back to the Jags. This is XL Prime Time, protected by Preferred Roofing on Ten Ten XL. Might go in a little reverse order with a couple things we hit Barrett Sully with from CBS Sports. You can definitely check out his stuff. As far as what he's got going on, he he did have fun going back and looking at some of those thoughts that he had this past season, and he didn't think Michigan was going to be all of that. And you know, you can't help but get you got to you got to step out there and make some declarations. And heck, JJ McCarthy was able to step up and play pretty good ball for them, take over that job, and we'll see what happens with some of these storylines heading into this year. But Let's just go back real quick to the Anthony Richardson thought. And he's 100% with what he says. 
you're not looking at it from a scout's eyes if you're a college football fan. And so that's why a lot of people jump out and go, how in the heck can you have this guy projected to be a top half of the first-round draft pick? Are you kidding me? Uh, and the numbers don't suggest anything. But it's the point that we've constantly made. They are going to look at him, and they are going to look at the measurables, and they're going to think that they can do something that someone else hasn't already done. I'm looking at some of the scouting notes. How about this? I, I love this exercise every year because we find new words, new verbiage. A true creator on the ground with great downfield vision as a scrambler. I didn't realize it now downfield creator vision. Creator on the ground? Is that what it said? Creator? A true creator on, on the, the ground. ground with great downfield vision as a scrambler. Extremely poised and smooth as an operator of the offense. Mm. Showed good once or showed good pre-snap diagnosis and command of an offense. I don't know where those scouts come from because I didn't see near enough of that from Anthony Richardson. Are you kidding? Uh, accuracy numbers are low, they go on to say, but those numbers are greatly deflated by tons of drop passes and strategic throwaways. Really? S strategic throwaways. That's interesting. Like, tons like, like tons of drop passes? Yeah, like the one you mentioned up in Tallahassee. That was a strategic throwaway. On fourth and 12, right. <laughs> tons uh, of drop passes? And then, and then they finish with plenty of bad decisions and questionable throws to last a career jam-packed into one season. That's the analysis right there. And wait, what site is that? Uh, I don't know, just one of them. Be belly Up Sports, just, just uh, a, one you can click on um, through, through uh, college I, football I, I, I'll tell you this. and I, I, I mean, clearly he has he has skills. Clearly, he he is physically he fits the mold that they want. But if Billy Napier had somehow convinced Levi Lewis to play a fifth year to take his COVID year, he only played four years at Louisiana. Mm -hmm. They'd have been a much better team, mm -hmm. a much yeah. better team. Uh, I, they'd have I, beat Utah. And they'd yeah. still be, they'd have still beaten Utah. They'd have been a much better team. Yeah, I, I I can't help but think of what could have been with the with the you know the raw. You kind of – just like all those little things you need to be a good quarterback, they were all raw. When you saw them, you're like, whoa, whoa, this could be something special. And then it never, ever. It was a meal that you started preparing, and you, and you never finished it, ever. And, and to be fair, I'm saying that because Levi Lewis was a three-year starter for him. He played four years. He was a three-year starter. And understood the offense. Could he knew everything, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so if Anthony Richardson had stayed, maybe his second year as a starter would have been better than the first. All I'm saying is – if he had convinced him to use his COVID season, they would have been a much better team. Mm -hmm. Doesn't anybody find it fascinating, especially as we look up at the TV here at Tintin XL World Headquarters and we see Lamar Jackson's future with the Ravens remains uncertain, that all these draft pundits, all these NFL projection types, mm -hmm. they see what Anthony Richardson has. And, oh, you know, the ceiling is there. And he's a scrambler. And look at the downhill running. But then we look at Lamar, and it's, oh, well, he's just a runner. He's not a top-10 quarterback, unless your pro football focus is top 101 players. Yeah. Um, so we, we don't like that. We don't like that in the National Football League. We need someone who's a pocket passer who can scramble. Yeah, Isn't that fascinating? Does well, anybody else find that yeah. interesting? Well, I think now with what Jalen Hurts was able to do, you're seeing more uh, people become more accepting of what can happen. You can be a – not not necessarily a runner first, but you can be in kind of an even distribution run pass quarterback, and they're not gonna they're not gonna look down on that nearly as much as maybe they did before. And they said Lamar was indecisive, so he chose to run. Well, now I think you're seeing Jalen Hurts was decisive and chose to run. 
And so, yeah, I think they're starting to figure it out just a little bit more, a little more respect for that. But this still goes back to the Lamar Jackson question. And you guys know how I feel about this. I think it's rocky, rocky, rocky up there in, 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 in the Lord Baltimore Ravens land. I really, really do. I don't know that they're going to say goodbye to him. They could easily tag him. But if you're talking about exclusive rights versus non-exclusive where someone else could, could swoop in and get him just to save money, which they might do and try and get draft picks out of it, it's a dangerous decision that Baltimore's got to make on whether or not they want to keep Lamar or send him uh, off somewhere else. Mike and Riverside off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Keep in mind, Trayvon Walker did not have great stats at Georgia, and he went overall number one. Yeah, Just it's, saying. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I, I, I think if, if he and Riverside were in charge, would he have made him the number one overall pick? Probably not. Uh, we're going to find out whether Balky is the – you know, like we just described earlier with Barrett, the smartest man in the room, you know, that he thinks the way some of those guys look at it, they're the smartest man in every room. Uh, Balky's got to prove that he knew what he was doing when he drafted him. He really does. And the coaches have to develop him and turn him into something yeah, special. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Trayvon Walker's got to prove it, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he, but, he's, they got to find the best scheme to put him in. Mm-hmm. Odd front, even front, whatever it is. The best scheme that allows him to go get the quarterback. And I, I don't know if I have the numbers right here, but I've mentioned them to you all before. Yeah, I think I got them right here. All right, so just to kind of give you an idea of how it can turn in a positive direction for a guy like Trayvon Walker, I don't know whether it will. You got to keep your your hopes up if you're a Jaguar fan. But I'm going to go to Hassan Reddick. What did he have this year? Double-digit sacks, okay. had an incredible run. Reddick's career, you go back in time, considered a flop of a first-round pick. Now, he was not drafted number one overall. He was, nine, he was, just, right? a, he was just a first-round pick. Like nine overall, I think, wasn't he? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. But as a sack artist, which is what he was looked at, he had a total. How about we do a closest to the pin number of sacks in his first three seasons in Arizona? First three. First three seasons Ooh. in Arizona. Okay? Since, um, since you're saying that, I'm going to say seven and a half. Um, I. I think you just nailed it because uh, really, yeah. I think either you or Google, one of the two, did. No, but, but I'm just saying that that honestly, that is it. The first three seasons for Hassan Reddick, seven and a half sacks. Okay, that's what he had, and so you go to where he was this past year. Thirteenth overall, pick. he was a dominant figure. Now there were a lot of other good ones. You had Sweat, you had Cox, you had Hargrove, you had all those guys. But the point is, is that Hassan Reddick was signed. And immediately made things happen up in Philly. And you just have to hope Trayvon Walker can develop into that type of guy. I think the better analogy compared to Trayvon for Anthony Richardson and do stats in college mean anything is the one that Barrett Sully made with regards to Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I think that's the better analogy because I do think you can develop as a as an edge rusher. You can certainly develop as a quarterback for certain. But I think that if you're not seeing certain things at the college level – Will you see them at the professional level? Well, yeah, from the quarterback point of view, there's no question. Trubisky is a good one to use as an example. Now, AR played all of his games in this last year, but we only saw him on a Florida football field for a couple of years. Really, that was it. And he was split in time the year before that. You go to Mitch Trubisky. Who was it? Uh, is it was it Marcus Williams? I'm pretty sure was the other quarterback up in Chapel Hill, Maddie. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Bottom line was they were back and forth with those guys. It was Marcus Williams. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And and Trubisky did not start all those games 
but they saw what they thought was that perfect skill set. You could go back and look at his numbers. They weren't a full season of numbers. And what happened? Combine, pro day, you start falling in love. Combine. He was also the only quarterback that that you could – that really was – at the time, anyway, yeah, in that yeah. draft, where people say, well, he might be the only one that's, that's worthy of it. I mean, they moved up to get him. It was just the most insane thing that the Chicago Bears did. They jumped a couple of spots to get him. And, and there really wasn't a body of work that would say, and, and heck, Larry Fedora was coaching North Carolina back then. We'd go to the ACC kickoff. He'd talk about how, how good Trubisky was, but also the fact that they had to share the football between two quarterbacks. And then they reached that high for him. And it completely fell flat on their face. That's for sure. So, if you're going to do it. By the way, Mahomes was in that draft, so I was wrong. Guy yeah. named Mahomes. Okay, so top. Yeah. yeah He's I mean, a pretty good player. Yeah. Have you heard? <laughs> so, and, and heck, that would have that meant that Deshaun was in that same draft. I was draft, thinking Mahomes was 16. Right? Yeah. Deshaun was in that same draft, too. Then, yeah, right? Deshaun uh, would have yeah. been like yeah. eighth or ninth. Ninth, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Nine and ten, I think, where they went off the board. Uh, Deshaun and Mahomes. So, Whoa. Yeah, they were reaching big time. And they're not the only team to make a mistake like that, but you're going to find out whether or not someone's going to reach for an AR and end up looking foolish or whether they're going to be the team that can turn them into a star. Speaking of Florida Gators, I believe we have some basketball tickets to give away. Yeah, we got some Florida v. Kentucky. Now, great. Uh, This was going to be a much better matchup because they played close the last time up in Lexington uh, with Colin Castleton. But still, you're a Gator. You want to see him play the Wildcats? Uh, We got some details. You got tomorrow night's game tip at 7 o'clock. You're going to be able to head down. Uh, to the Exactec Arena and take in a little orange and blue against a big bourbon nation. So, what do we say? Caller number four, six four one ten ten, and they will hook you up. This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. So, we have more text updates from my poppy. Uh, who, according to my sister in the family group chat, uh, doesn't have texting right now. What's going on, man? La- doesn't have texting, but he uh, he is such an he is such an avid nooner. Uh-huh. Love him. That he had to text in. Not on the text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. You all should be submitting your text to there, mm-hmm. not to my personal account. Uh, he says, "Sign Ingram, and the Giants will eat crow." <laughs> in case you're just joining us, a lot of action on the Twitter timeline this morning uh, with regards to the Jaguars tweeting out a positive Evan Ingram tweet and Evan Ingram alluding to a potential deal being announced. The the announcement, I should say, being imminent. Yeah, he thought he thought it was the, the announcement. And look, they've got to work out their numbers. they got a lot of contracts that are expiring that uh, uh, are going to be out on the streets as free agents. They're going to have to figure out and – they're over the cap, and so they've got to really tighten things up, basically renegotiate contracts, put some money up front, do whatever it is to make it happen, and then maybe they can start thinking about either tagging somebody, signing somebody to a newer long-term well, they got deal. some dead weight. Mm-hmm. They got some dead weight. They get rid yeah, of Yeah, but the problem is is that they're, they're so far over the cap right now, at least a reasonable amount over, over uh, the cap. You start adding up, you got to field 53 players no, I know, on but your it, roster. It does increase. What, what, what month does it increase? It's – May. Mm-hmm. When is the when is the official league season begin? In March. In March, yeah, right? So yeah. it increases then. March fifteenth. You're gonna get a. What, it was it like twenty something million? That's gonna increase. Yeah, but they're still gonna be over. Right. Okay. Based on what they've so done. So I, I say this because they have dead weight. The mm-hmm. cap is going to increase, and I'm gonna circle all the way back to last late last week when the idea of Jalen Ramsey. 
coming back was mm-hmm. was thrown out. Okay, now Pro Football Focus, our friends with the 101 best players, yeah, in, the bright minds, in football. PFF. They have uh, five players who could be traded this offseason. One of them is Jalen Ramsey, and their their proposed trade is to the Dolphins. The trade compensation is the Rams send a fifth rounder and Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. The Rams get the 2023 and 2024 second round pick of the Dolphins, and the contract is three years, $55 million and only $12.5 million of his guaranteed. Yeah, I, I don't think Jalen's doing that. It's funny that uh, who knows whether he would have anything to say about it, whether they could deal him, whether they'd be willing to take two second-round picks. Uh, the Rams – Let's say it's close to that. Yeah. Close to that. Well – Would you do it? Two second-round picks for a potential Hall of Famer, um, yeah, I'd always sit at the table to discuss that. It's just a matter of whether that guy would sit at the table to come back here and whether this team and, and, and that personality could coexist. I mean, that's going to be the constant question. Most people don't like the idea – it should not be completely dismissed because you're looking for a player uh, at a very, very important Again, at this position. Point, at this point, with this team, you're now looking for individual makeup. Mm-hmm. You're not looking the entire team has to be – you have a team now. Yeah. You now need specific little spots where if you upgrade, it's the difference but between nine wins yeah. and 12 or 13 wins. It'll be our constant argument. Will uh, a, a guy who has been a malcontent in the past walk back in the building all of a sudden start to harbor some of those feelings again right. and become a malcontent? And it's uh, if anyone thinks that that's impossible, that Jalen's grown and matured, uh, no, that's probably not the case. He easily could come back in and just start ripping things apart that was previously built uh, by Doug uh, and the rest of this team. Trevor included, you know, there's been some chemistry, some cohesiveness that has come, that has, you know, basically brought this team together. You know, they got more out of guys that I don't think they expected to get plays out of. Did anyone expect Zay Jones to have this type of year? Or for that matter, Evan Ingram, who we're talking a bunch about, those guys stepped up and made plays. And Jalen would have to come in here with a little humble pie. They, they haven't, no doubt he would. No, no doubt he would. They haven't been able to hit really on free agent corners. You know, well, they did with AJ Boy, but that was a while ago. Yeah, I mean, of late, of late, they haven't, and I think that's kind of, and that's a tough position to hit on too. uh, And at at the very least, receivers is 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 much different than corner. Yeah, at the very least, we got to give them credit in the end for moving Darius Williams over. It was by necessity. It did take 14 yeah. weeks. You yeah. ended up being a pretty good yeah. player by the end of the season, ends too, up, you know, and, and he was expensive, too. They, they signed him. I originally thought he would go on the outside because of the cost, uh, but he didn't, and, and then ultimately went outside. And so, potentially, you could find your starters in Campbell and Williams and ride with it, and you wouldn't need to invite what could be a problem into you your locker Lucky and Jerry Porter falls over the 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that would be great. And size-wise, he might be a guy that could come in and play inside or out, you know, depending on how they – He's pretty big to play inside. Yeah, yeah. But they want sometimes that big nickel, yeah. you know, when you think yeah. about it. A guy that sure, can – that's Kelsey. Yeah, that can deal with that type of yeah, guy coming, true. you know, across the middle or, or somewhere in that zone area. So that's going to be tough. It, you get really that guy is. with that length? Mm-hmm. That's your answer to Kelsey. If you yeah. you get that guy with that length, and so if you can draft and develop, then you're not yeah. going to be buying another expensive cornerback or doing something like that. Now, this is from the Cincinnati Bengals side. Uh, a guy that covers them says Jawan Taylor has been incredibly durable for the Jags at right tackle, and he has. If yeah. you think about it, yeah, he's not been dynamic and foolproof as played a tackle. Hurt too. Played, so hurt. played hurt. He played every snap as a rookie. I believe he was the only rookie that played every snap. 
But if you take a look at his numbers, 2019, 100% of the snaps. 2020, 100%. 2021, 100%. 2022, 98%. Now they're taking a shot at their right tackle saying, you know, there's no way you're going to see their guy do that. And so they want that Jawan Taylor on their team. Oh, he's going to get – I think the Patriots could give him a lot of money too. There are going to be teams that go after him. And they threw these numbers out, which we have talked about already, but the top candidates to get tagged early, it might be him. We talked about Lamar very possibly. Geno could get tagged up in Seattle, depending on what they're going to do with their quarterback position. And they'd have to pay him a boatload of money if they do it, which would just be insane. $42 million, right? If they decided to do it. And then they list Deron Payne, they list Evan Ingram, they list Orlando Brown. So if we're looking at quarterback and it's Imagine the, Gino getting 42 million. Well, this would be the non-exclusive, meaning you could tag him. It's not the franchise tag. Well, it's a franchise tag, but it's just called non-exclusive, where other teams could negotiate, come up with a deal, you'd have a right to match, or you'd get compensation. Right, and if no, and if no one else offers them a deal? You're stuck with that 42 mil, right? No, no, it's $32 million. It's 32. Yeah, 32 okay. for the non-exclusive. Okay. Okay. And so that's probably Still, the tag. 32 mil. That, yeah, that's the tag wow. that they would probably put on him. And then if you're looking at Juwan, we already, you know, we know, just get familiar with the eight, number 18 million because that's what it's going to be if they tag him. And I would, I would rather see them tag Ingram and try and work out a long-term deal than what's the total that Cam has on the 18, books? 18, 17-some million. I'm pulling it up right yeah. now. Sorry, I want to see what that average is. Annually, is like 17 or 18. It might be, yeah. So, so you're looking at 36 30, mil. 35, 36 million dollars. Right. Of, your, of your cap. Yeah. I mean, that's, Kirk now, is the highest cap hit this upcoming year at 23 mil for the cap hit. Mm-hmm. And then Cam is shortly there behind him at 22.1. Yeah. So I, that's, that's And then a, in that's 2024, and that's where, again, more decisions will have to be made. And at that point... You also have to account for when do you pay Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Cam Robinson will be a $22.7 million cap yeah. hit. Yeah. Are you going to have like If they 20, cut him, it's a $5 million dead cap hit. 20 plus percent of your cap it, on two players? Yeah. It's, it's, on two they're tackles? important ones. They're very but, important. But yeah, but that, that's just a lot when you, when you start thinking about it. And all that other dead, dead cap money that they have already on their books? Yeah. Yeah, that's no bueno. I mean, listen, it's not the situation it was with dead cap. I mean, next year, as of right now, there's nobody listed for 2024 in dead cap space. Mm -hmm. For 2023, let's see what they've got. Uh, 2023 right now, dead cap. Just Shaq, right? It's LaVisca. it will be, yeah. It will be. LaVisca, Jay Tufele, um, I guess Gregory Jr. from when he didn't make the active roster initially, Mm -hmm. and then a bunch of other very, you know, Formal, just, formerly undrafted free agent mm-hmm. deals. Uh, this one off the text line, designed by Lifetime Closures. Imagine how good the Jags would be right now if they just traded first rounds uh, with the Jet with the Jets uh, last draft. <laughs> you know, if you if you just if you would just, or if you had just drafted Sauce Gardner yeah. one overall, yeah. which again it, it, is hindsight. No one would have ever drafted that kid right, right. off the top. Yeah, and so those are the, those are the ones that you think about more than anything else. All right, we'll get back to some of those thoughts on Anthony Richardson that came in mm-hmm. off the text line as well. It's XL Prime Time. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. 2.35. Not to damper the mood, but should we discuss this? Yes, yes. All right. Listen, we we can talk college basketball, certainly, but uh, some pretty disturbing news coming out of Tuscaloosa right now with regards to Brandon Miller, the projected lottery pick, the freshman sensation, and him potentially providing the gun that was used in a Tuscaloosa strip killing of a woman that led to capital murder charges 
for now former Alabama basketball player Darius Miles. Apparently, Miller got to the scene with the gun, and apparently the code word was the heat is in the hat. Brandon Miller did not fire said gun. Uh, Miles apparently did. Darius Miles, now formerly of the University of Alabama basketball program, which another player, Jaden Bradley, was also reportedly at the scene. Nate mm-hmm. Oates' response to all this was quite simply, wrong spot at the wrong time. Brandon is hasn't been in any kind of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. In this case, he brought the gun mm-hmm. that killed the girl. But Nate Oates, the coach at Alabama, thinks he's not in any trouble in this case. Uh, it does sound like that, that would be a, a, a pretty big web wrong that you find yourself time. in. time. Yeah. And, and by the way, when you think of – as far as what's going on with that program, with success comes attention. And they've risen to that number one spot. Why would he say that? Mm-hmm. He has to have been told by the cops or something. There's no way he would say that. Wrong spot at the wrong time. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. He brought the gun. Yeah. If that's if The that's, heat is in the yeah, hat. Right. If he's And do, who, who do they say said that? Uh, that, that was, was the code word. That was they... the code word. That was what police, uh, Darius the... Miles, when Brandon Miller got to the scene, Darius Miles told Michael Davis, the other individual who was charged with this murder. Law enforcement testimony that. today. Yeah, that's heavy duty. Yeah, you, you you start thinking about it and trying to figure out exactly how you tie it all together, just the fact that there and May. Uh, I'm shocked that NATO didn't say that. Shocked. Number two team in the country. I, First still, place I, I, in the I SEC. Mean, is he serious? Mm-hmm. Unless he knows something that we don't, I'm shocked he would say that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But, again, like I'm not I'm not saying it in jest. 23-4, and four, number two team in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, like with success uh, comes if, attention. If he is just some Joe Schmo, mm-hmm. if he is on, I don't want to say a Vanderbilt, but like if he's on no, a like, middle-of-the-road, you know, South Carolina, at, you know, Mississippi Mississippi State's actually Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bad hoops right. team, but projected to be one of the, a lottery pick, if not at the top. Yeah, I think it's still a big story. I mean, it, just the idea that he kills this girl, mm-hmm. who, oh, by the way, Darius Miles, oh, by the way, also an Alabama player. Mm-hmm. He kills the girl because she won't talk to him? Yeah, it's a pretty sick story if all things are that sick are Sick isn't even or, the word. It's just, mm-hmm. God. So apparently wait. it's this 20-year-old Michael Buzz Davis, and this is both according to the story and also some friends on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, that Davis was the one who was the shooter, not Miles. Miles was simply the accomplice who texted all the code words of the heat is it in the hat and there is one in the head. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Davis was the shooter. That's what this is saying. Fascinating. Wait, let me read a little further. Yeah, Davis is the shooter. So, so both of those guys are accomplices. Both those Alabama players. And you're talking about depending on what that. Yeah, again, this is all. Illegal. I don't know what Alabama law is. Yeah, but I would think Alabama law is similar to every other law. Right. That if you provide a gun. Yeah. And and, and you know about it, and the other guy knows the gun is right. coming because he texted him to get the gun. To give it to his friend who's going to kill the girl and then you because she wouldn't talk to him? Yeah, and then you give a cue and all My that. guess is those two are in trouble. And I don't know whether, like what the legal people would say, capital murder, I have no idea, but if you intend and you provide, then- Look, I've, look, I've watched enough law and order to know that those two are in trouble. Yeah, that's some serious stuff. And I, I, I honestly don't, don't know where it goes from here, but 
the coach is going to have to answer to the culture and everything else that was around the program. You can go to Art Bryles at, at Baylor and some of the ugly things that happened there. You can go to Michigan State. You can go on and on and on. And, and again, these are alleged. So Again, and I'm joking about the whole law and order, but if you've got two guys, one that brings the gun, mm-hmm. one that tells the guy to bring the gun, yeah. to the guy who kills the girl, that is a conspiracy right there. Three. Mm-hmm. Three guys. That would all be yes. not, not just implicated, charged. Yes, you would think those guys are getting charged. Yes. All of this was caught on surveillance video from the Houndstooth Bar. Uh, Good God. Then it was, this again, this is courtesy of the te- detective. Some of what happened was captured on dash cam from Miller's vehicle. It's Brandon Miller. After learning that, Miles admitted to contacting Brandon Miller to bring him his gun and said Davis had gotten the gun from Miller's vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, again, Brandon Miller, in case you're just joining us, I mean, NBA lottery pick, going to probably win. He's definitely going to win SEC freshman of the year. May win SEC player of the year if Alabama keeps playing well. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm genuinely very intrigued to see if How this, if this case playing? just goes away. How is he still playing? Uh, well, I, I think sometimes we look at these coaches and we say, wow, that was a great hire. And then sometimes we find out how they bring all those guys in and and who knows what they allow or, or – uh, Look away from. Alabama plays tomorrow night at South Carolina at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's a That definitely will pick up steam. <laughs> ugly, ugly, scary story. In lighter news, it's a pretty yeah. good night for basketball if you are into that sort of thing. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good night. You got 12 top 25 teams in action, four uh, games in which it's AP top 25 teams facing off against each other. Uh, you got number nine, Baylor at – Number 14, Kansas State, Keontae Johnson, still the leading scorer for the Wildcats. Tennessee, trying to build off what they did last week, kind of. You know, they beat Alabama. Uh, speaking of Alabama, yeah, exactly. they're at Texas A&M. Uh, my favorite of the night, and you can check these out, Mia's uh, quick hits and picks on the 1010XL social channels. Marquette and Creighton. Marquette has won six straight. Creighton has won 10 of their last 11. The only loss was a double overtime loss to Providence. So, uh, yeah. Bunch of good games in action, but oh boy, basketball fans. Yeah, we'll find out where that keep, one keep goes. An, keep an asterisk on uh, Alabama if yeah. a lot of these allegations prove to be real. Because she wouldn't talk to him, Joe. Dude, I, I, I because I'm, she wouldn't talk to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I'm as appalled by it as anybody else would be if all these things are true. And he's still playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? Um, because that's our college basketball world that we always refer to fondly of. Uh, that that's why I, I rail against the Will Wades of the world because they figure out a way to let guys stay available to them because the bottom line is W's and L's. That's what it is. Sexel primetime. Hey, remember this? This is They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! And here he is, having the time of his life. Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. He's getting a big push. He's getting a big push. He's coming. He's coming. He's He's up to second. Hamlin to second. Watch the inside. Watch the inside. Mark Truex Jr. Three wide. Truex to the bottom. Oh, no. No, no, saves it. Here they come to the line. This is the finish of the Daytona 500. Side by side, bouncing 
I think it was Denny Hamlin. I have it as Hamlin. Hamlin by an inch. What Denny a Hamlin. By oh, an my inch. goodness. <clears throat> wow. 2016. Well, I wish they'd had a finish like that a couple nights ago. That would have been all right with me, especially with Kyle Busch and the odds I was hey, getting. Hey, now, we got double OT. Kenzer. That's pretty good. It's a victory lane. You know who loves racing and rubbing? This guy right here. Yes, kidding? Does. This guy loves cars. What are you talking yeah. about? Big car guy. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Frank is watching the replay right now. Did you hear what Hayes just said? Do you not yeah. always tell me yeah. if you ain't is, rubbing, you ain't racing? Yeah. Rubbing is racing. Yeah. You can't yeah. get the phrase wrong, for God's sake. Yeah. We NASCAR people like Mia and me, we you can't get the phrase wrong. Right, right Mia? I mean... Nope. Rubbing is racing, for God's sake, Matt. You were at that auto show if you last ain't rubbing, week. I, I, I ain't questioning. I ain't We got this. Yeah. We got you this. Ain't Heck, I'm, ain't racing. I'm still watching Denny yeah. Hamlin yeah. pass Martin Truex Jr. by uh, a hundredth of a one thousandth yeah. of a second. Is, is, has me ever heard my, my favorite story? Let me just tell no, you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell There was no more miserable guy in Daytona than this guy. Did you get loose up there? Did you? Oh, so you know my story. Joe knows. Maybe you ever heard my story? No. Joe knows my story. So I'm covering. I'm working at the Times Union. I'm running sidebars. I had to cover the races. I hated it. I hated speed weeks. So we're staying there. And I've got and I got a sidebar. And we're doing the IROC, which is the they all drive the same car. And it's the test of driving. So I tell Tim McDonald, who's our columnist and our NASCAR guy, right, Maddie? Yeah. I said, I have no idea what to ask these guys. I said, I mean, I'm writing, I'm supposed to write about the guy who finished second. So it was, Tim was writing the lead. So he goes, whoever it is, just ask him if it got loose. I said, what does that mean? He said, doesn't matter. Just ask him if it got loose. So the race is, they take the, the race there and Earnhardt wins and Daryl Walter finishes second. So I'm in, in the pits. Okay. And, um, and so Daryl Walter comes over and says, hey, Daryl. I'm Frank Frangie from the Florida Times Union. Hey, Frank. Good. Really nice guy. Hey, Frank. Nice to meet you. Yeah, good. Hey, Daryl. Get a little loose out there. <laughs> he talked for 10 minutes. Yep. I wrote it all down. I'm done. Walked out of there. I had my 11-inch 11, my 11 sidebar. We were drinking beer by about 6 that night, Matty. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, that's my one NASCAR story. It got Might loose. Might have it got loose, Joe. Yep. That's what happened. Too Might have been ripping 6, too, because, yeah. you know, that's back then when they used to just throw the 6 yeah. on the table. For it's true, though. I mean, I asked if it got four, loose. four years covering the Daytona 500, my parents act like I, I know all the terminology. Yeah. I can get by after yeah. four years, but that first year it was very much just – you know, how you feeling about your car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll take off. As we got loose. The marbles. Let them talk. Yep. Um, how y'all doing? Everybody good? Y'all happy? Good. Everybody Everyone? good? Or tight. Was it tight? Uh, well, I, I don't know that one. I just got loose. Okay. That's all yeah. I had was loose. He got loose. <laughs> um, uh, hey, uh, I heard y'all talk. One serious thing. Mm -hmm. I heard y'all talk about Brandon Miller. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. He brought the gun. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. He's the best player in college basketball, by the way. And he's, he's still a, playing. Yeah. He's a great player. And I mean, I mean, but JJ made a great point. JJ, say if what, they, what, if, if it's it, he could have said it. He was using it as self defense. Self -defense. Anything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And listen, I'm not trying to. I, I want to see him play. He's a great player, but I, there's almost a side of me that, that it's she's dead and he's yes. in jail. And the guy that delivered the gun yeah. is playing basketball on basketball. national I mean, television. I, mean, I almost drove off the road when I heard. Yeah. Y'all talking you, about you should basically say, okay, until this matter is resolved, yeah. we can't oh, have you representing right. our university. You're not right. Playing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so anyway, so we'll talk. And about also, it. there's the question of, and yes, I think that Alabama team yeah. is a great team. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Their leading scorer from a year ago is having to play off the bench yeah, yeah. Um, just because of how many dudes there are. Right. But how good would that team be if they didn't have Brandon Miller playing? Yeah. yeah. He, he's, I, me, I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I told these, the, the Hayes and Lauren of this. 
I don't follow college basketball as I, you do because you vote. I, I probably should cover follow it closer than I do. I had no idea he was that good oh, until we good. saw him against Florida when he went yeah, for 40. I mean, he's, he's the best player. Yeah. He, he's what, he's what uh, Jabari Smith, yeah. what Auburn wished Correct. he was last year. Yep. He said he's better. So anyway, so we'll talk about that. I'm going to talk, I'm gonna talk about – I did this on the podcast with Hicken today. One of the most important recruits in Florida history. Mm. Florida football. I'm not telling you who it is. Does you Billy would, know him? You would you wouldn't get it. This year or next? Is it is it Big it's, Mike's five year old son that we're trying to get does recruited? Billy know him? It's, it's yeah. I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling. <laughs> you. But I'm going to tell you that. So we got a lot of fun stuff coming up in just a bit. All right, love it. Love great. it. We'll end on a positive note yeah. uh, from the basketball hardwood, and that is we want to extend best wishes to four of our local teams on the girls' side that are going to be playing in the final four down in Lakeland later this week, and nice. I especially want to make sure we extend that good luck because Providence faces Miami Country Day at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Faith Christian, St. John's Country Day, going to be going on during tomorrow's XL Primetime. And St. John's Country Day, of course, has Talia Scott, the number 10 recruit in the country, McDonald's All-American. And then Oakleaf and Bishop Kenny are both on the hardwood on Thursday. Bishop Kenny, of course, playing in its fifth straight Final Four. Yeah, they've been getting it done, that's for sure, for a while. All right, we are out. Good luck to them. Thanks to Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota online. Best place to start, then find them on Phillips Highway, beaverchevrolet.com, right there on Phillips, beavertoyotastaintaugustine.com, right there on US1 in the AUG. We say thanks to them. We are out. Joe C., MOB, me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, hopefully Big Surf's back tomorrow, and JJ, take it away.